You're listening to WLRS Crypto Radio. We are not financial advisors. The content on this podcast and any YouTube videos are for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions of advertisers, sponsors, and guests do not constitute those of WLRS Radio or constitute financial advice. We urge you to make the best financial decision that suits your needs. Conduct your own research and seek the advice of a licensed financial advisor when needed. Know that all investments involve some form of risk, and there is no guarantee that you will be successful with your investments. There is no guarantee that you won't experience significant loss when investing. Now, come take a ride with David, Dylan, and Austin into the wild west that is cryptocurrency and DeFi. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, no, we talk all the time. All (laughs) All right, you hear that, guys? We actually do talk all the time. It's out of the way now. If there's any CEOs you want to tell them to fuck off or anything, let me think. Uh, (laughs) This week, uh, no. Welcome back to the weekly DeFi show on WLRS Crypto Radio, where we talk with leaders in the space and cover this week's top DeFi news. I'm David. And I'm here with Austin, Dylan, and once again, we have another special guest. Uh, we're joined by LB, the founder uh, and developer of Grape Finance. Uh, how you doing tonight, LB? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. The big daddy. Me. LB is in the <laughs> building, my crypto brother. I'm so excited to have him. Uh, you know, we get to talk so much shit in the shadows, and, and now <laughs> we true. get to do it here in public, and I'm excited. Broad we, daylight. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I mean, it's it's good to be here. It's always good yeah. to talk to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. And uh, Austin, I sent you this earlier, but I was, did some digging on WLRS radio, and I found out that there already was a WLRS radio. It already existed in the nineties. And you're not gonna close to us too. Not only did they have a walrus face logo, but they were based out of Kentucky. Can we appropriate that? That's uh that's pretty spooky. Now in the nineties I was only like maximum like a year or two old. So uh I don't think it was me. <laughs> and DeFi also was so um don't worry, guys. I didn't have a previous project that went under. Um, yes. Finance. The, the Walrus Radio. The .com bubble. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ugly logo, too. I'll put it up. I'll, I'll get it on Twitter. So, what about the losers trying to trying to copy our style? I mean, get serious. <laughs> Where uh, are they at now, Dave? Can you tell us? They're gone. They're, uh, they're dead, defunct. Like. Yeah. Is it a publicly traded company now? No, it's dead. They, they shut the doors. <laughs> well, sucks for them. Um, Dylan, and I don't know, we can just get this out of the way now. If there's any CEOs you want to tell them to fuck off or anything. Let me think. Uh, (laughs) This week, uh, no. Uh, But I suspect tomorrow's macro show will be significantly different uh, vibe. Because uh, tomorrow the CPI comes out. So Hmm. I'm sure I'll be upset by tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's going to get ugly again. Um, uh, LB. So, like last week, we had Jason uh, from Warfi on. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's south of the equator as well. And he had some weird hobbies. Uh, like they jump off <laughs> piers to catch sharks. 
Uh, oh. <laughs> so and we got to think. South like, Africans can get crazy, man. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the main question is, what the fuck's going on over there, LB? You what do y'all do? What, what do you do? Oh, it's like upside, upside down world. It's upside yeah. down world. <laughs> <laughs> it's flat earth. There's going to be upset. Uh, Aussies are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we did the... Man. Uh, we we do the um the shoeies, you know, where um you um pour you take off your shoe, then you pour some alcohol in a shoe, and then you drink from the shoe. So mm-hmm. now, do alcoholics do, do alcoholics in Australia? Now, do they do that at home by themselves? <laughs> there is no <laughs> such thing as an alcoholic in Australia. In Australia, that's, that's an American. It's just concept. not possible. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. we just call them Australian. true okay now i'm starting to understand it's just what big pharma calls it here in america (laughs) i I could get prescribed some shoeies yeah to sell you some pills for it i saw a tiktok there was a guy who was just waiting in the water like in the sand and there was like this rock fish or something like that and it's like it's like Australia's most venomous fish, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't fuck with it." <laughs> you couldn't even see it, and he picks it up. He picks it up. What? He's like the ocean terrifies the most me. venomous fish. He's like, but don't worry, they only have spines on the top. So he like underbellies <laughs> this fish. Irrelevant. Yeah, we're, we're crazy completely, like that. Completely unrelated. It's not in Australia, but there was this indigenous tribe that I was watching this Natural Geographic thing on, and they put mitts on their like adolescent teen men to become oh uh, yeah they have to I've put bullet that, yeah. they put bullet ants which has the number one most yeah, painful sting yeah. and they have to leave it on right and these neurotoxins paralyze your hands and put you in the most excruciating pain for over 24 hours and they have to dance after that like they not have to only dance. <laughs> not only do they have to have this on that are in, like searing pain, but then they have to go and perform a live dance show. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, we got we got it fun. We got it good, man. All we, yeah, all we yeah. have to do is like parallel shit. park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People out here complaining about their daily, but man, that's a that's a ride. That's rough. Uh, good luck to them, dude. That's yeah, tough. Is it, I think Australia has those gilly gilly trees or something like that too. It's like these trees with little yeah. thorns in them, like like fiber. Almost like fiberglass thorns, and once they now, get in you, have you ever seen a uh, camel spider? I think that's what they're called, right? Is that is that no? They're not camels. Um, there's like huge spider over there. Is what's is the biggest annoying? spider? What's the biggest the spider you've ever oh. seen? Uh, we. I mean, we've got a few. Uh, usually, you see the huntsman spiders pretty often, um, and they, they can get pretty big, but they're not they're not venomous. Um, and they're they're alright. Like you know, they they eat the mosquitoes and kind of other bugs that you probably don't want anyway and uh but they can get big and they can get um you know yeah a heart heart attack they can doesn't look pretty dodgy venom to kill you a heart attack <laughs> will kill you just fine yeah yeah oh my god yeah but we do have some you know that. proper venomous ones yeah also it has petrifying arachnophobia well, let me tell you something dude if it was between <laughs> me a venomous spider and my fiance she's going first <laughs> Gotta, gotta run faster than your fiance. Yeah, and like I, it just shivers me. It shivers me timbers. I hate, <laughs> I hate seeing spiders, man. They are the most disgusting looking creatures in on oh, planet no. Earth. Oh yeah, no! Look at that. Look at that picture rich. I just sent in our group. Oh god, we're gonna we'll put it on the YouTube later. But holy! No. <laughs> no. And there's someone near it. There's actually is a person in the picture with that spider. Yeah. Someone, cho- someone chose to be there. That's that's it's, what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I feel like, um, you know, that's not normal and they have emotional issues and it's just, I don't know. I feel like everybody's trying to convince me that's normal over there in Australia and it's concerning me about ever coming to see LB. <laughs> I feel like you got to- Well, you do have a spy, like you'll see them. They're, they're not, um, you know, they're around. You see them, not every day, but like, you know. Not, yeah, but not like every our day. Spiders, our spiders, when we're walking, we'll just crush them under our feet. I feel like if I stepped on that spider, he would like catch my foot. <laughs> no, that spider's more likely to crush <laughs> like, you under its feet. Move it over. You know what sweep I mean? Like, we're you, talking... Sweep you on the ground. <laughs> yeah, man. Like do a MMA move on me. I mean, <laughs> these things got legs for days. Yeah. Yeah. For days. <laughs> Dave, you just spiders. Find out about the meat prices down under? Yeah, we got to find out about the meat prices. Uh, uh, first of all, it's expensive here. It's expensive. Can you find it? Is it in? Is it in stock? Do they uh, have cows in what? Australia? Well, so in America, yeah. there's conspiracy really, theories, and they're Sounds going like around yeah. a, um, conspiracy theories saying like, "Oh, next month there's going to be no meat, so you better get all your meat now." Oh. So yeah. like, saying that since COVID started, though, to yeah. be honest, yeah. they've been saying that there's no meat. I think it's um. They say about everything, like, you know. Well, like, yeah, like I think it's kind of. They've been saying it about oil since the early 1900s. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> we could just we could kill thing. all the senators, and that's that's enough dinosaurs to make a bunch of oil. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, uh, I cooked six pounds of beef tonight for the chili. Nice. It was it was almost forty dollars for that. Damn. So, yeah, about six bucks a pound for ground beef. Definitely ground getting expensive. Yeah. Well, you know, you're probably it's buying that ninety more than the ninety three stuff. No, it was the eighty twenty. Mm. The ninety three seven was like eight bucks. Oh man. Mm. I don't. I don't like. I don't like cooking with that super lean. Yeah, not a lot of flavor. flavor. You need the fat, yeah. You I'll cook it fat, with the fat, but then I'll drain the fat off before I add like yeah. veggies and stuff. And, and this is our weekly podcast on cooking meat prices. Or- <laughs> yeah. Did you bring your recipe, LB? You're supposed to bring a recipe for everyone. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite meal, LB? What do, what do you What do you eat normally? Oh, I I eat everything really. Um, Obviously, I like a good steak. Um, you know, I, I I eat a lot of meat. So definitely say that. Nice. But I eat fish too. I like um, I like sushi. We have some good sushi in Australia. Oh, I love sushi. I had um, some really good sushi uh, Monday. Got to be honest with yeah. you, Listen, I really hate sushi. I'm happy I took the plunge, <laughs> like on the sushi thing, because you look at sushi and you know what it is, and you're like, uh, no. But then when you, you actually try it. <laughs> no, I've I've tried it and I almost gag. It's just like that texture and knowing that it's raw fish. It's just like to me, um, you know, I just I don't fuck with it and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for the sushi lovers, but uh I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a sushi lover and uh nothing that anyone says is gonna ever change my mind. <laughs> That's right enough. Yeah, well, to each their own, I guess, more for me. Yeah. <laughs> um we can we can jump into our first game, which is emotional versus technical, and I'm gonna give Dylan the the project right now. It's gonna be in the chat, and then while we do that, we'll check back in on the price for Dowmaker, which was the technical versus emotional uh, from two weeks ago. And so how this game works is 
I just gave Dylan a project right now. He's going to go research it for like 30 seconds and make a gut call on if it's going to do well or not based purely on emotion. Uh, and I gave this project to Austin um, last week. So he has had time to research it. Um, so while Dylan researches that, we'll check on... Right now. Oh, you're already ready? No, I'm can reading. We, um, reading. Can we get a soundbite for whenever we intro games where it's like, games, 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 games. Walls yes. Stars. There it is. Radio it's right there. there. Just and, say it again. Uh, we start that. Games, 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 games. <laughs> Walrus, 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 Walrus. Radio, 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 radio. <laughs> Sorry, I keep laughing. All right, then. Subscribe. <laughs> we'll, we'll record it and post. Listen, guys, we're on a fucking budget. We got to create shit out of We're on an extreme ass budget. There's no budget. We'll fix that in post. Fix that in post. All right, so Dowmaker's at 132 right now. The original price was 144. So it is still down, but it's, it's kind of clinging on to life here given all the shit that's gone down in the last two yeah. weeks. Uh, Dylan, your time's up, so... I'm clicking off. Let me see. Uh, uh, the project... Oh, I, I should probably tell the people. The project is Genesis people. Finance. What do you think, Dylan? G5. Emotionally, uh, looking at the chart, I don't like it. Um, he sent the, uh, the link to the website... Which is a .net again? I don't like I don't I don't like that. I don't like .net .com. <laughs> um, it freaks me out. Makes me feel like a scam. Uh, <laughs> just just it's we're going off pure emotion here. Uh, exactly. Uh, but then you open it up and it has some beautiful visuals, which I do like. So where they clearly lack in uh, web domain funding they they made up for an art go down so i'm gonna give this a thumbs up uh because of the art it is that pretty austin it's right up your alley too it's kind of got that cyberpunky kind of theme to it yeah uh i fucking hate it so <laughs> dope dope, dope. No, the art or the project no, no 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 it actually is a good looking website um you know it's it's got some good graphics but it's got all of those what do you call these lines that make different um, circles? I don't, I don't know what you call that kind Those of Those are really uh, charts. That's how you track a coin's price. Okay. All right. Lines so, with like, circles. Let me see this. So, so like, this, this one right here, I'll, I'll post it in the... Uh, let me see if I can get it in here. Our little groupsy-daisy. Are you talking about the... Oh, those little spire graph things? Yeah, spire graphs. That's probably what it is. That's really popular in crypto right now, right? Um, and so, like, that's some pretty normal art. It's just, like, some 3D-generated shit. Uh, I'm not saying they like lack effort or anything, but what what this essentially is is just what every other DeFi protocol is right now. So it's really down to the community, uh, and it's been out for since the beginning of October, um, and it's still accruing some market cap, which is currently at 69k. In my opinion, this is just going nice. to fail. Um, uh-huh. If if I'm honest, uh, it's on Binance, so they got a lot of competition. They're not offering anything unique. Other than a crypto wallet, uh, and you know who knows what that'll do, uh, but I highly doubt uh, they get any market cap with 69k. I highly doubt people are going to be saying, uh, "Let me use Genesis Finance Wallet for security." Um, I just don't see it being viable. I don't think they're going to last. Yeah, Sorry, Genesis especially Finance. since Binance just locked like last week. <laughs> I know it was yeah, only for like 12 hours, but what was that? 
I was yeah, supposed to have a meeting with, with the Binance team. Casually drop that. Casually <laughs> have oh, a meeting. I'm, I'm lame hillbilly and I've got meetings with Binance. CZ <laughs> well, no, I, I, calling I, me. I told him my name was LB. <laughs> just, which is, it's technically not false because if you just put an H in between, it's it's the same I've thing. I've seen that so get confused a lot. That's, I was going to say, that's, that's caused quite a bit of kerfuffle before. Yeah. If, if me or LB ever ended up being a scammer, both of our credibility would go through it's the right out the window. <laughs> it's mutually <laughs> assured destruction. Yeah, yeah. man. It's me and LB get out the game. We got to do it together. Start playing in the head. So. Hell, you, I told everyone last week that uh, you spent the entire walrus treasury on first class tickets to Australia to go have That's lattes right, sure. with LB. That's right. Me and LB will eventually meet up uh, if I ever get a treasury again. To you know, because obviously I'm not going to use my own money. Uh, <laughs> I would have to use my investors' money, as everybody knows I do. Um, so uh, let me just state this for the record: that is obviously a joke. Before someone clips it and tries to use it against it's me, too late. You it can clipped. be clipped pretty easily. It's yeah. already too, it's your clip. <laughs> but, but all right, so I'll put it. I'll put it in the fucking intro. I would never. <laughs> I would never use investor money strictly to travel. I would do much more with it. Obviously, I gamble but, too. I gamble. Yeah. Obviously, all right. I'm gonna, uh, slots are calling. Vegas, man. They pump oxygen into those places. Yeah, dude, um, that's kind of wild. We got a game now which uh, LB can join in on. It's basically guess the price. And last week we had Jason make guesses. Um, so we'll we'll have a, a rolling guest score um, that LB can try and earn some more points for. Um, so basically all we need to do is LB is I'll name a price for something and you have to say if it's going to go up next week or be down next week pretty pretty easy uh so we'll cover it's super easy uh we'll cover last (laughs) week's we'll go over those first so the first one was btc which last week was twenty thousand two ninety. it is down uh the guest jason said let me get my uh Bitcoin being 20 grand last week feels like two months ago. I'm not going to lie to you. The fact that it was at $20,000 last week is insane. Because uh, we're sitting at like, what, 18000 right now? 19161 But it's been a sketchy day. Yeah, man. I'll be honest. Um, anybody that says they have any kind of indication of what's going to happen with this market is a straight up liar. There's a brony. Is doing crazy <laughs> shit. Um, jabroni, cool word, man. Thanks, thanks, man. Where are we? What? Is, what? Are you tallying up our points right now, Dave? No, I'm, I'm trying to get show. ready to tally the points. <laughs> word, word. This word, is word. a lot of work. We're gonna have to get an intern. You all, you all put me, y'all, y'all set me up for failure last week. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm well, just looking over. Are you kidding me? That. We set you up for success. All right, so (laughs) everything's everything's down. Bitcoin is down. uh, So the guest did not get a point. The price right now is nineteen one sixty one. So no points for the guest. Austin, you said down on that. Where we said down for you, so you get a point for that. Dylan, you said up, so nothing for you. And I said up. Here Austin is saying it's rigged. I can't even rationalize dude, why I thought it would go up. Dude wasn't even here and he got the most points. Fuck. 
<laughs> Fuck. Uh, I think everything went down this week. I think everything went down. AVAX is down hard. Currently sitting at 1598. And then we'll go back through after and we'll make our predictions, but we'll just run through previous week's scores first. Or I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, guest said up. Nope. LB, you're going to. Austin said up. That's a no. Ah. Dylan said up. That's a no. And I said ah. down, which is a yes. Looking unfair, dude. Dave's Dave's looking at astrology signs and shit or something. I can't do astrology stuff. My wife does tarot, and so I does she really? Yeah. We should all be much more successful traders then. And how do you feel about her doing tarot? I'm fine with it, man. She's pretty good at it. Like she pulls cards that make sense. But I feel like that witchcraft in my house. For, for me, like, tarot cards are kind of like, and any kind of psychic, I feel like it's inference and, like, looking at um, an overview of what happens to most humans. Like, oh, I can see the, I sense that you're going to go through struggle in the upcoming weeks. Like, yeah, I mean, nope. there's probably, <laughs> there's you know always, I mean? <laughs> when there's money to be made, I think yeah. there's always an opportunity to sprinkle some bullshit. Yeah. It, but she just does it for fun, so. She doesn't take anyone's money or anything like that. Maybe she should. I was going to say, maybe she should. <laughs> BNB was at 294. We were feeling pretty good about BNB, but then the hack happened like the day after we recorded. Uh, so I was not feeling good about BNB. I vividly recall that. Yeah, you said down. So you got a point for that. I read it in my tarot cards. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> if we actually get your wife to come in and. Guess oh. the market based on tarot card pools. Now that would and, be interesting. Yeah. That's, well, what about Dream Believer? We're we gonna get. I said down on BNB as well. Uh, so Dylan and I get points. And then I we had you stuck. We yep, had like guessed. I, said, I got fu- I got fucking scammed. <laughs> you got more points than everybody. Show Shut up, up. Show up next time. <laughs> Man, I feel like whenever we had this last week, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but there was so much. It was a fa- you were traveling, allegedly. Yep, you were going to your uh, father-in-law's. Oh yeah, I was up in uh, Campton in the uh, in the old mountains. Matic. Guest said up. Austin said up. Dylan and I said down again. So Dylan and I cleaned up. Yeah, clearly. The guest did not clean up. Jason, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get more real. All right. Oh, right. So you were riding high last week, so I know for a fact you would have went up on everything. So yeah, man. I guess maybe. Who knows though? Because realistically, I wasn't here, so you all kind of fucked me on that. Well, you don't show up, you get fucked. You know. <laughs> Usually, it's the opposite. Truth, man. Over here. <laughs> uh, so we'll go back through, and we'll start with the with LB on this. Uh, Bitcoin is nineteen thousand one sixty one. What do you think it's going to be next Wednesday, LP? Up or down? Um, I think you know it's going to it's going to be dependent on the on the uh, CPI figures this week. But I think you know we had a we had a bit of a dump this week, so I think overall next week we're probably going to be up uh, uh, along the board. Saying. But um, orders in right now. 
Yeah, put yeah. the lungs. Put your lung, 100x lungs. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be with Bitcoin up. By God, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Let's go. He'll make it happen. He's a mover. <laughs> He's a mover and a shaker. Moving markets. Uh, Austin, what are you, what are you calling for Bitcoin? Yeah, I'm gonna go up. Uh, I actually heard this week it's gonna go up. So, <laughs> Dylan, from <laughs> Awesome. I also am going to say up uh, for two reasons. I think CPI is going to be either at the expected amount or lower. I said that last month and was wrong, but this month I feel it, and uh, I think that'll help us go. So I'm I'm going to say up. All right. Uh, I'm also going to say up. I think regardless of whatever happens with the CPI stuff, I think it's going to take a hit directly after that but it'll quickly recover i think i hope it's just a hope up uh avax at 1598 right now lb what's the future telling you yeah i'm i'm just i'm gonna go up on everything because i think if if bitcoin's gonna go up um everything else from this point uh is likely i'm not not saying it's gonna be like you know 30 percent higher or anything like that but you know, I, I think it'll be higher than it is the current price. Yeah, fifteen bucks, pretty scary. It's I mean, it's, low, yeah. it's like fifteen ninety eight, but you still see that fifteen in there. Oof. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's unsettling. <laughs> Austin, I'm going down. I think uh, I think thirteen uh, will be the lowest, and maybe oh. we finally bottom out. So who are going you? Down. Who hurt you? Uh, obviously. I- yeah, obviously, I love the tech, but, uh, you know, it's not yeah. about the tech right now. It's about the market. It's about J-Pow. Yeah. <laughs> Got a bone to pick with him tomorrow, I bet. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of the U.S. Listens. Treasury. I'll come. I know he listens. Uh, Dylan, what are you putting? I'm going to say up, 15.98. If it goes lower, I'm, I mean, obviously, that's a big buy for me, so I'm going to say up. I don't. I think it bounces off this pretty quickly. Yeah, it hasn't been down this low recently. No, not in mm. months. Yeah, I'm going down. I'll be uh, laughing to the bank next week. Count on it. Take those points. Book them. B and B two seventy one fifty. LB, you said you were going up. Yeah, up, up around the board. It's all in, man. I mean, all in, yeah. the guests keep going all in on up, maybe because they got the protocols to run. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> He'll do anything. He'll sacrifice chickens. Like uh, Austin, what do you got? Down. I'm getting, really? I'm getting wild. Wild cards. <laughs> Just calling flipping coins. Dylan. Wild card, bitches. Down. Down. I'm going up. Right, I think that the hack it took a bite out of the price, and I think that'll recover a little bit. I think it'll normalize. Uh, we actually know what what resulted from that. Uh, I didn't hear. I don't have the guy's wallet address anymore, so I can't. Go I think check. it's still frozen. I don't think they've gotten the money back though. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. Oh, and the new coin we're betting on. You might want to change your tone for this one, LB. <laughs> <laughs> is Phantom currently sitting at twenty 
0.7 cents, 0.207. It's pretty low. It always goes. I think if the market's gonna gonna like rise a little bit, it's gonna it's it'll it'll come up again with it. Not probably less than every other coin, but it'll come up. It'll come up. Now, LB, are you bullish on on Phantom? I like Phantom. I think the tech is good. I think the chain is is uh, fast and cheap. I just think that um, there, uh, you know, right now the the ecosystem of Phantom is not good. I think you know you have um, not many apps there. Not not many people wanting to build there. Um, not much, um, not much going on there, which isn't, you know, a good sign. I would like it to turn around. I think, I think it's um, underappreciated. It was super hyped earlier this year. It was really like it was, it was the Tomb Fork chain, you know. Uh, you know, before yeah. t- before Tomb, I started hearing about <clears throat> it from uh, Time Wonderland uh, when he started getting involved yeah, with yeah. it, uh, and that's really when I first started hearing about Big Capital moving over there, and then. Um, you know, I, I don't much like it comparatively to AVAX. They don't have very many yeah. validators. Um, and I think that's like yeah. a major concern. Like every single time there was any kind of rip or dip, like the whole chain was like, nah, man, I'm just going to shut off real quick. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, or if, <laughs> one, excuse me, or if that one whale's so, about to get liquidated and they had to get a bunch uh, of emergency yeah. Roche or Roche or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Roche. Yeah. I remember Roche. that. Was, yeah. I was at the aquarium with my kid when that was happening. And I had no cell service. And I was just like, (laughs) I was trying to just move some shit out of there just in case, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They got blocked up. Yeah, you couldn't get a single damn transaction to go through. I don't even think it was my internet, but it didn't help. Um, Yeah, it was rough. I think they made an update, not recently, but like a few months ago that that, uh, made it a little bit more efficient. Um, So, But we haven't had like another you know, mass craze to, to kind of test out that that update, see if it would help in that regard. So, I don't know. I think the tech is good, but, you know, maybe the branding is off in, in terms of, like, um, attracting new capital uh, and new, um, new developers and whatnot. Because, you know, you, you can have a chain. The chain's, like, the best chain that will it's so fast and all this sort of stuff. But if no one's building on the chain, then it's kind of, you know... It's Algorand. Not living up to its potential. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Everyone's like, I love Algorand. It's like, and I saw a video, like, nobody's building on it. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm happy you pivoted to this because I was supposed to put this in the show notes in the DeFi news, but the CEO of Phantom was talking about how many, you know, chains and stuff are going to survive the winter, and he said... He said a bunch will survive, but not 20 or 30. And this is from the CEO of Phantom, and they're ranked 60th right now as far as 60th volume and stuff. In, in, in total TVO on the chain? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So, in other really? words, so he, he was essentially like saying he needs to like 3x like his protocol or his blockchain. Yeah, he I mean, I think I think that. he's kind of referring to that. You know, out of the top chains, only twenty or thirty of them will mm-hmm. survive. He said not twenty not or thirty. It won't even be twenty or thirty. Hold on. All these CEOs be talking cryptic and shit, man. They don't even know. <laughs> they all be talking. They just cryptic. look at Excel sheets Damn. all day. They don't even. 
Yeah, man. That's what me and LB do all day. We just look at Excel sheets and, yeah. and, 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 do, and do math. You got some you pivot know. tables. Yeah. I, I got a nerds. board up here with, like, string attached so I can, um, you know, figure out what I'm doing and string my thoughts together. But, you know, that's pretty much what I do all day, if you're wondering what me and LB do. And then sometimes I call <laughs> LB, uh, and we talk shit about people, and then... <laughs> if, you, if you put a gun to my head and said make a pivot table right now i just tell you to pull oh shit damn that's a nice sound ding Gong. i'm gonna use that's my <laughs> lamp i'm gonna use it next time dylan runs out of time on the emotional thing <laughs> i'm just gonna have a little sound studio rolling low budget <laughs> told you uh anyway phantom 20 cents 0.7 lb you thinking up I think up, uh, it's pretty low. It's like 20 cents. Uh, it had a bit of a dump from like it's 21, 22 just uh, very recently. So I think if, if the market moves up, it'll move up, but uh, probably not as much as the rest of the market. So awesome. I'm going to go up. All right. I'm going, down. I'm going down on Phantom. You're going go up, up, Austin? Y'all yeah, stop talking uh, at the same time. Could you be right, Dave? What are could you, you doing, be man? a little more professional, Dylan? What are you doing? <laughs> I am going down. Uh, I need it to come down about half uh, to meet the price <laughs> of the magic token. That would be nice. Pull uh, all the liquidity from magic. Well, magic. Yes. I think they decoupled from Phantom. They did. They they will be decoupling from Phantom. Mm. They're working on it. Be, uh, one of the, it's not going to be like essentially. It's not going to be a Cinewars model. Uh, obviously, I talked to Owen a lot, and I'm sure yeah. he'll be done a little bit as well. Don't uh, spill all the beans. We got Owen next week. That dude, <laughs> that dude is so crazy with tokenomics. I don't know if you can agree with that, LB. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The man is like crazy in tokenomics. It's just like wild to listen to him. Sometimes I have to stop him and be like, "Listen, man, like, I know that you get this." No one else. I have no college. I have no college degree, and I'm from fucking Kentucky. Please, God, help We're me. We're barely mathing over here. Like it's <laughs> not our strong. Like, dude, just because just because I'm a genuine person and I can run a protocol well because people trust me, uh, doesn't make me smart. You know, <laughs> you really it's really helping yourself out. You're willing to debate all those all those. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll go down. All right, we could jump into the meat and potatoes here. Uh, LB, yeah. you're obviously from Grape Finance, so I guess you can mm-hmm. start off by giving people um, an introduction to Grape Finance. Yeah, well, I guess um, you know, obviously, if you know Warus, then uh, you know similar idea is is Grape. Uh, at least you know where we started um, the the seniorage model, the the tomb fork, uh, t- to say. Um, we're pegged to MIM on on AVAX, but we started in um, January. It's been it's been a, a long road. It's probably it's actually been uh, so mid January. I think it's probably been about ten months now. Which uh, yeah, people are getting excited about the uh, the end of wine emissions or or ANSI, I guess. Yeah, it's actually coming up. Um, well, you know, I guess in January is when it ends, obviously. Yeah. But um, it goes quick. That's not too. F- yeah, it goes quick. That's that's right. I mean, it it's not too far away. So, uh, 
you know, there's a couple of things that um, we're putting in place now and uh, we'll put in place closer to kind of, um, you know, ha- still have liquidity without having to have without without having to pay for it through the inflation in other words right through the uh, wine rewards yeah because i mean that's the uh, that's the two forks they give you very high um inflation uh in, in, but they obviously only last for like one year sometimes even less right um looking at you snow fox and <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like one month emissions. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Super degen. But that's that's how you get the high um high returns. Like you get the high yields, you know, hundred percent minimum APR, like as a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Even if the share price is like really low, uh you're still getting stupid uh yields. Uh, and that's why people like Tim Fox, I guess, because it's it's pretty degen, but it's also, um, I think, it feels safe, even though it's not. Yeah, feels. It's you know, it. I guess maybe a benefit of it is is that the liquidity isn't you know locked, so to say, or you know, like the right. your investment isn't locked. In other words, mm-hmm. like uh, other other sort of degen stuff. And you also have a um, whole. What I like about these tomb forks and seniorage stuff is your whole community is providing liquidity. It's not just like one, the, yeah, the protocol owning all of it. Not just a protocol. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there are drawbacks to that. I guess from the protocol standpoint, like we don't have uh, control to like move uh, around, move the liquidity around to like a new dex or something like that. Right. Or, for or example, like, like if like if Trader Joe won't like. Uh, <laughs> whitelist your tokens it's really hard to like yeah. move it to a dex that would you know just hypothetically yeah <laughs> yeah 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 trader joe give my man lb <laughs> some credit will you whitelist the, fuck the fucking <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not a fan of mim um yeah I bet they, they, yeah they, they they've they've said that they would um give us a uh you know a farm like a you know farm on their side which is pretty cool but you know that they, they wouldn't do it for MIM. It would have to be a, a different stablecoin or, or actually uh, an AVAX pair. That's which I, the co-founder of Trader Joe and Danny from Time Wonderland, aka the people that made Abra, <laughs> makes MIM, had a big fucking blowout on Twitter about. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Danny like accused them of doing some shit. Oh yeah, I remember that. Trader Joe. Trader Joe was like. Hey, listen, dude. Let's throw shit at each other and see what happens in a professional setting via Twitter. Um, I still love. I still love. I still love. Classic. I love that Twitter is the professional setting of fucking. Yeah, dude. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Yikes, dude! Maybe that could have happened behind closed doors." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They have to be able to talk like with a messenger, like Discord. I know they're both on Discord, so like. Why could now, that have not happened elsewhere? Now, LB, <laughs> now LB, I got a question for you. And obviously, we run very similar protocols, and uh, people yeah. have said a lot of, about us. And and obviously, <laughs> we, you know, we love each other. Who do you think our our biggest competition is? Because I don't see it as us, because we're building um, yeah, what yeah. I think are, are great protocols that are going to work together, being Vinium and being uh, together but separate. And, yeah. and I, I love that. So our biggest competition. Now, have you ever heard of Lime? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lime finance. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Now, how do you feel about them? Because I feel like they went a little bit for the the fruit, uh, <laughs> not the, the labor. They, they, yeah, they went for all, all fruit, no labor. Um, now, do you see them as viable competition to great? Well, well, didn't they? Um, I mean, I, I haven't really been keeping on top of uh, you know other industry. Yeah, I haven't been keeping on top of the DJ industry, to be honest. But at, at the same time, I, I, what I heard was that they um, were going to do a pre-sale and then they uh, just like two hours later said that they're not doing the pre-sale. Yeah, so yeah. I don't they, know botched, they, botched, they botched their contracts. You know, I think they had potential. Um, but, you know, of course, with all things, um, there's just yeah. sometimes there's that moment. Um, so I yeah. think that when they relaunch... Great, better watch out. They are gonna relaunch, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I doubt that. I don't know. Um, I was now just, is that I was the one, Austin? Is that the one that came to me and asked for some help? And I was like, sure, I'll help you out any way I can. And they told me it was a, it was an Avax tune yeah. port pegged one to one with USDC. I said, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> help you guys. I'm I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no thanks. I'm just joking. Obviously, I know the person that runs that, and all love to him. I'm just fucking around. Obviously. <laughs> good luck to you. I thought it was just funny that Lime Finance was launching on Avalanche pegged to a stable coin, and uh, you know. <laughs> um, I, in you this know, market, I mean, I think LB was nervous about me launching in the market that I launched in, which was in better conditions than the current market. Yeah. I mm-hmm. could not even imagine launching a protocol in this current market i mean you better just, learn we got glacier yeah. coming up yeah well i'm I talking mean, about it too for they like degen stuff yeah yeah degen stuff it's interesting right because i know we've talked in amas in some of the grape amas about you know being pegged to the stable coin when bitcoin was was toying with 50k was a good thing for us mm. right because as it came down which it most certainly did you know, we were sort of sheltered mm-hmm. from that. But now you're on the yeah, flip yeah. side. You kind of want to peg to, if you were going to make a tomb fork today, you'd almost want to peg to a layer one, like your AVAX, so you can ride that back up. Right. But also, yeah. it's, it's a double-edged yeah, sword. I would, I would launch, I would I would launch a third peg token. I would probably do it to one-to-one with Bitcoin, but I think that's being done on our chain. And so, I probably don't want to copy anybody else by doing that. So I probably well, it's not I going maybe, well for that chain. Uh, maybe down to point two eight, and they launched last week. I think. LB, we get to be a little bit more vicious because I get to talk about shit uh, that I wouldn't normally talk about. <laughs> uh, I, get to, I get to vent out some of my frustrations, but <laughs> good luck to those people. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Isn't if it, I was going to launch another peg token, it would be with a uh, an asset that definitely looks like it would appreciate or that we're nearing the bottom of and i think most l1s would be doing similar situations to that yep absolutely but i, but I think be, the thing that that really gets me going in the morning is knowing that you have <laughs> coming up. gets Ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah tell us it's a couple of things what is vinium yeah well when is vinium uh, <laughs> uh well it's um it's Essentially, I'll move into, um, uh, you know, revenue-based sort of non-degen uh, uh, sect, I guess you could say. Because, yeah. you know, obviously, the Toon Fork stuff is pretty degen, and it works really well in um, bull markets. But but you're esen- essentially funding the whole thing through inflation, through token inflation. And, you know, that, that can really only last for so long. 
and and pretty much only through bull markets. Like you know, you can ask the U.S. government about how long you can fund stuff through inflation, uh, and you know, eventually it hits a point where you need to kind of like have a service that you provide that you know generates some revenue that isn't relying on uh, just random token inflation. So that's what VM is. It's kind of us us moving into um, uh, providing a service for DeFi that um, it doesn't have to rely on inflation to to uh, generate some actual revenue because uh, it provides a service, and uh, that service is um, uh, DeFi lending. So uh, initially, it's going to be uh, like an Aave style. Um, what well, the first release is going to be an Aave style um, lending system. So you know, over collateralized loans, um, you know, peer to uh, pool lending. So you know, you, you deposit your um, your Bitcoin or your your stablecoin or something like that, and then you uh, borrow uh, any other coin. So you know, it, it's it's um, uh, it's something I always I've always wanted to do as well. Something you know, uh, I, I really liked about DeFi is that it's essentially you being your own bank uh, in. Uh, you know, t- taking full control of, over your own funds, being your own bank, and um, I think the, the DeFi lending is pretty—it's um, like a cornerstone product of DeFi. You know, it's always going to be around because there's always a demand for it. There's always a need for it. You know, I mean, I, I've used um, lending protocols for for uh, uh, years now, actually. And, um, it's one of the best DeFi services, in my opinion. Um, it's one of yeah. the ones that I think it has the best revenue sources for a protocol mm-hmm. to run. Uh, but also, I think it has one of the coolest use cases in all of DeFi for like an end-to-line user. Um, being able to, you know, loan yourself money is absolutely mm-hmm. essential in DeFi. And it's so fucking cool. Like maybe other people don't see yeah. it as cool as I do, but like you're loaning <laughs> yourself money. And you're getting better yeah. interest rates oftentimes than banks. And it's yeah. when DeFi becomes, um, you know, and it develops to the next level of integration into regular economies. Uh, I mean, that's going to be so cool. And that's why people are pushing back on it so hard because mm. it's such a better deal, right? Yeah. I actually yeah, saw, I saw an article um, where people in South America, I think it was, were turning to DeFi lending stuff to get loans because they couldn't get mm-hmm. a loan at all from their bank. They either didn't have enough income yeah, on the their thing. on their pay stub. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would just put up collateral and get a loan that way. And it was the only way for them to be able to get a loan. So it's, that, does that mean, mm-hmm. LB, you won't be checking my credit score when I ask for a loan? <laughs> See, that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's stuff the banks. You don't need the banks. Uh, you can just, um, if you have the collateral, then you are like any other address. That's kind of the beauty of, of DeFi and the, the permissionless nature of it is that, you know, you, uh, your address is the same as any other address. Um, and, you know, if you, you have the collateral, you can loan against it. And yeah. that's what I really like about it. It's it's the same for everyone. It's, it's It levels that, that field, uh, the playing field. So, and it's you know, sort of- that's... Yeah, it's sort of like a healthier loan, right? Than than a bank, right? Because you're putting mm-hmm. your entirety, the the collaterals, the entirety of the thing. Whereas, like a bank loan, or like my mm-hmm. mortgage, for example, is like I didn't put up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for my house mm-hmm. loan. You know, like yeah, they yeah. just looked well, at pay nice stuff. You're putting in a 
you're putting in a appreciating asset or an asset yeah. that is volatile or, or something that you can have and similar to like what grape can offer that maybe like ave and stuff that's a little bit more degen and, and a cooler mm-hmm. approach is that you'll be able to have these auto yielding tokens and, and obviously mm-hmm. that'll be correct me if i'm wrong but you almost have like an appreciating asset all the time and you're borrowing against it so you don't have to sell that yeah. asset if you love grape like of course i do um then you get to hold that grape borrow against it and and still trade the market without dumping you know your grape tokens to get price appreciation somewhere else so you're getting the best of both worlds and um i think that's real power and yeah it's so cool and it's going to be a huge use case for for grape and that's why uh, i still hold a hundred wine um to the death baby (laughs) three digit wine club absolutely now's the time if you want to be in the three digit wine club now's the chance it's cheap yeah nice it's it's easy like it now because back when i started working on grape wine was brand new and it was like yeah i don't know 1500 bucks yeah it was was very hard to get in the 100 wine club at that point some expensive uh uh, vintage we all, we all, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and people like to look back on that stuff and be like, man, I can't, when are we getting back to that? And it's like, listen, man, we've inflated our supply by like 35%. <laughs> the entire world is crumbling. Fucking relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. What do you uh, want from you? Like, when, I, right, yeah. right. <laughs> when is wine getting to T share prices? That's what I got to know. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. They still have people that back that. Uh, T share hasn't done a lot for is anybody. That? I do I do actually yeah, have a huge at? question uh for ULB that 141. Actually, of yeah. course Dave wrote. Uh but I actually want to know this. Is Vidium the future or is there still plans for debit card integration? Was that a pivot for you? Yeah, yeah. No, um it's part of the debit card integration was actually uh, supposed to be in line with the 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 Aave, you know, Vidium sort of system because what I would like to do um, is obviously, you know, the the lending thing is um, really good for DeFi. You know, you can long things, you can short things, you can leverage tokens as well using the the Aave platform. But um, what something I've done as well is, uh, you know, use it as a way to get funds uh, into the in, into the you know real world, so to say. Like the fiat world, um, you know. Say, you know, I have Bitcoin. I don't want to sell it. I deposit it in into the the platform. I get a small yield on it, but then I, you know, borrow some stables against that. So I'm technically longing Bitcoin, and then I, you know, funnel that that stables those stables out to my bank to, you know, pay. Uh, you know, I actually funded was funding uh my uh one of my businesses in um. In, in the real world, even though this is the real world, but you know what I mean, yeah. uh, with <laughs> uh, Bitcoin collateral, and I think that's fantastic. Like, because you know, it's it's a it's an actual real world use uh, that's not you know closed loop in DeFi. You know, tying it in with some you know yield farm or yielding or something like that. It's actually me using collateral um, to take out capital to then use. Um, you know, for, for whatever I need in, um, you know, in the fiat world. Yeah. So that's something that, uh, was kind of the original goal anyway, to have it tied in with a card so that you can technically, uh, take out a loan and then put the credit on the card 
and then use the, the credit as, um, you know, for the fiat world. So it's technically like a credit card, but without, um, you know, we're, we're using your collateral backing uh, as part of it rather than, you know, the, the 30% interest, 20% interest that they would charge you. Yeah, right um, now I think. So, yeah. I think card interest right now is, yeah, 28%. If you're, uh, yeah, so yeah. if you're a hobo I guess my question is, like me. Are you... Are you for or against regulations in crypto, OB? Are, are you for um, the inevitable regulations that will come down eventually cross governments across the world mm-hmm. coming together and saying this is uh, what it is? Because I had an original opinion when I first started, but I have a much different opinion now. And I wonder if, if you as well share the same opinion. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, it's, it's a tough question because I think... Uh, crypto and DeFi, one of the appeals originally was that it's, you know, it's a real true free market. It's a true free market that is not, um, you know, uh, beholden to a regulation that isn't designed for it in, in the first place. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, you, it's essentially you having control of your own money. And I think from something that's, you know, kind of hit home. In, in the 2008-2009 uh, crisis was that, you know, be, putting money in the bank is not my money and having government money is not my money either. It's, you know, it's it's under the whim of the government uh, and then having, you know, Bitcoin, uh, you know, be around there at that time, post-2010, 2011, it was really sort of, you know, an eye-opening moment to be like, wow, this is, um, I can send value anywhere in the world at any time without permission from anyone or any government or any entity to do so. And I think that's real, that's, and and plus I have full control over this, over these funds. I own the private key, therefore only I can move these funds. And I think that's really powerful, uh, giving power back to the people essential uh and that's sort of something that really drew me into the space in the original um you know back in sort of 2012 uh with bitcoin is that it was just you know something that i think is really needed uh because you know what else do you have that's kind of like that um in the world uh maybe gold i guess but only physical gold yeah yeah uh, it's, and then- it's, it's where it's where uh these you know, I, I agree with your sentiment, and I do think of a world and know that there's so much power in allowing, you know, us as as just humans being able to transact without any middleman or someone mm-hmm. saying this is wrong or this is wrong. It allows us to make that judgment and and that freedom, and and that's empowering mm-hmm. and it's and it's awesome. And I love that part about DeFi. Um, you know, but a, as it grows, like ever like for me as a project owner um it's concerning because right now we're in this gray area of there was no regulations and no talks of it it was the wild west Mm -hmm. and now as we go on there's more regulations but still tons of gray areas and it's like yeah yeah. is what we're doing now going to be illegal in the future and if so are we going to be you know it's so much um in my opinion it's, it's like a stressor and so that's my main concern is like just get it over with and regulate what you think you can regulate because <laughs> well, a thousand they, ways they to think go. they can regulate everything, which is, is the that's, issue. that's kind of the, you know, the, the government obviously wants to, um, have their, their hands in everything. Um, 
you know, I think, uh, you know, we can see it often throughout time is that governments aren't great at um, making laws that actually make sense a lot of the time. You know, they, they, they make laws with um, yeah, people. Most people in government are not, you know, sure they, they generally consult experts, but, but a lot of the time <laughs> they, they just sort of do things for votes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. A, a lot of the time, thing. that means Everything it's a terrible is... decision. Are, are people able to buy uh, buy lobbyists in in uh, Australia, LB? Like how we have uh, right now, our politicians are backed by lobbyists, and and people that have certain agendas mm-hmm. are able to pay for the pockets of these politicians. And I think that's truly one of the downfalls of America. It's in, crazy in, yeah. in general. Uh, I didn't know if it was there as well. No, it's it's not it's not as uh, you know out. Uh, is, is kind of like um, as crazy as as it is in the U.S. Like that, you know, it's not um, as uh, forward facing, so to say. Yeah. But you know, it, it doesn't stop. Um, yeah, there's yeah, always you know, wherever there's money, there's always a way in. Getting, yeah, it, exactly right. Exactly. There's you know, there's backdoor deals. There's uh, you know other deals that don't involve actual money but involve you know perks they involve benefits you know uh which uh don't have to be written on the books you know what i mean there's a lot of um it's just it's just kind of how it is every government is has as as a level of corruption in it um and um as a level of self-serving interest in it And, and that's why it's sort of um there's issues with it obviously and i think Maybe we can all pool you know, a bunch of money together and we can, you know, get together, pool a bunch of money together and, and buy Putin, you know, and just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> buy Putin? I don't know about that. Putin is, uh, he'd probably, he could buy us all out. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like one of the richest actual men in the world. That's what happens with communism, right? You get a, yes. <laughs> you get a one man on top situation. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, he's the owns all. He technically owns all those resources um, himself, right? And, and apparently, uh, he can you know, say he owns other people's resources as well. <laughs> That's true. Our resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our resources. That's it. Yeah, that meme. <laughs> all this uh, me talk. It's a. Uh, it's a we talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of we and, and, and partnerships and how much we love Putin, um, <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut, cut, is, cut there, that. is there? <laughs> We're dead. I, back to great. Is there a possibility that you could be partnering in some capacity with this new protocol that I've heard about, Glacier Finance? <laughs> I don't know much about it, but yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Whoever the, the the glacier owner is, like whoever's the the founding team of that is, we'll yeah. uh, you know we'll we'll talk to them and we'll uh, okay. you know discuss things with them. <laughs> I, I heard it was no, the same guy. Like, you know, it's yeah. uh, you know we've kind of already like discussed some things and you know there's there's uh, some good synergies there and I think you know we'll definitely uh, th- there's some things that are mutually beneficial that we'll definitely work on and I think um, you know it's it's good to. Um, essentially be uh you know i'd like to work together anyway because i think it's you know we have two different um sectors uh provide two different services that can tie in nicely together so you know yeah 
separately, people, but together. People, people have yeah. been wanting LHB and LB partnerships uh, for a while. You know? uh, yeah. Um, your developmental mind and <clears throat> my uh, smooth and sultry voice. <laughs> Nobody listens to you for your voice. <laughs> they listen for the next fucking handout. They just want to know when the next I'm money. Since we're Dave, did you look at the Discord chat? Because uh, we may have an issue. Yeah. What? Are you Are you also recording the audio? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Never mind. Then keep moving. What it's like to stress how <laughs> this is a professional. Uh, what did you do? Uh, I, I is somebody, is myself, somebody getting this? I, I had myself muted for the first 50 minutes of the podcast. No, all right. All right I'm going to uh, restart here. Hold on one second. Five, ten minutes. Okay. Uh, we're all good. Everything's all right. All right. <laughs> it's fine. Completely It'll all come out in post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, where are we, where you are know, we at on the next one? The future, I think, here, uh, since you're talking, you know, future partnerships with Glacier Fi and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I know that the 2023 roadmap hasn't been mm-hmm. sort of released yet. And yeah. like everybody knows that's not, or maybe people don't know, but that's not the end of the line. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what do you, is there anything that you sort of have in your back pocket for 2023 or? We're just focusing on Vinium and stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, uh, Vinium, uh, you know, will we'll continue. Um, you know, it, it's not a it's not a small project. In other words, it's not something that's you know going to be done in like you know two weeks. Like why? Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Release the fucking Vinium, bro. Can't you yeah, fucking I mean, fork it? It will come out. No, it'll definitely come out. I'm just saying, like you know, the entire uh, idea of it, and the, the, exactly what I what I what I want to do with it is actually quite you know, uh, it's, it's quite a suite of services. In other words, it's not just like an RV platform. So you know, we're going to go multi-chain on it. Um, we're going to go um, build up you know, leverage yield farming as well onto that, and uh, you know, NFT lending is something I want to do as well. I think there'll be a big uh, thing for the next bull market. So what um, and, what is NFT lending, right? Because this. NFTs are mostly yeah. illiquid, right? It's not like mm-hmm. a liquidity pool that you can yeah yeah sell your NFT into. Um, so yeah. why don't you introduce what NFT lending even is? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a few ways to do it, obviously, um, uh, and we're looking to do it. Essentially, we're in the research phase of the NFT lending right now, but I think um, uh, th- there's a few ways to do it, and one of the ways we're going to do it anyway, we're probably going to offer two different ways so that we can cover, you know, sort of uh, blue chip projects, but then also more, um, you know, uh, one of ones even, you know what I mean? Um, so there's obviously the peer-to-peer way, way to do it where someone, um, you know, has an NFT, and then they post the NFT as a uh, you know um, on a marketplace to be to um, uh, as an offer for lending. So they say they they say like hey, I have an NFT. I'll I'll I want you know this amount of funds from it. I'll pay you this much uh, interest for over this amount of time. You know this fixed maturity 
um, for that. And then someone else would come in and say, all right, well, I'm, uh, you know, I have some ETH or something like that, or, you know, AVAX, and, uh, you know, I want to make, you know, 10, 20% interest. So I'll lend you that uh, and I'll accept your offer essentially. So in other words, you know, the, the, the simple way uh, to do it is, is the peer-to-peer marketplace like that uh, where you can essentially then have any NFT uh, be used as collateral uh, because, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an open market like that then. Um, obviously, the, the issue with that is that you have, it's, it's kind of inefficient, um, it's kind of slow, and uh, you know it's it's um, that's amazing. I mean, I guess the the main issue is it's not efficient, but but the the benefit that you get from it is that you can kind of do any NFT really, and you don't have to build infrastructure around liquidations or uh, you know having oracles for price for for floor prices things like that. You can also have um, uh, you know, different NFTs in the collection have different prices, you know, so mm-hmm. usually, you know, in an NFT collection, you have a floor price, um, but, you know, then you have some some rare ones that would probably be worth, you know, they should be worth more. So then you technically should be allowed to borrow more against that. And yeah. in a peer-to-peer marketplace, you can you can offer that, whereas if you have some a marketplace that is... Uh, Oracle based, then it's it's hard to do that, um, you know. So because all NFTs are kind of uh, you know they're non fungible, in other words. But right. uh, you know, so the, this the is second... like sorry, uh, yeah. this is like so mostly your NFTs, which have sort of returns tied to them, probably. The like when Thor nodes finally gets around to making their things NFTs, like oh, you could essentially yeah. rent that out. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, so I it's essentially he, yeah. setting your own collateral for the value of the NFT during the market. Um, I mean, it's 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 really cool. It's a cool concept, and I really like it. Uh, so I'm happy LB's doing it. I think um, similar people probably showed us the same because um, it's actually already it's been done, but it's not very popular. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, a really yeah. cool feature, and, and I'm excited to see what happens because I think actually. Like with a utility NFT like Walrus Anglers Club that really thrives on, um, you know, its utility of mining as a service and, and allowing users to have this mm-hmm. intrinsic value in it. Not only will you be able to recoup those rewards from the miner, but you can also put, you know, build out collateral against it um, and then use it for whatever you want. So you can still have a liquid token amount, even though you have an NFT sitting yep. there earning. And so that's really, really cool. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens with it. Yeah, I think I, I think you know this last run, this last bull run, uh, because the bull run before 2017, there wasn't NFTs weren't really a, a big thing. Uh, I mean, you had like Crypto Kitties come out, and that was pretty big, but the, the NFTs weren't really a big thing. Uh, you know, and then this bull run, NFTs really became kind of a big thing. Um, but more of an art NFTs, more art based, um, and I think what's going to happen in the next bull run is it's going to be more financial NFTs, more more uh, financial based, yield based NFTs. Um, you know, things that are kind of like almost uh, you know one of one positions, uh, like collateralized positions. Uh, you know, because you have a lot of um, lending protocols that are making. Um, you know, essentially like a, 
uh, a package for each person. So, you know, each, um, each person's, um, I guess, own sort of uh, loops that they do. You know, I, I, I have this collateral, then I borrow uh, this token, and then I farm it on this platform, and I loop that around and I borrow collateral against that, and then I uh, short this token, all, all in like the one actual account and then that account is an nft and then you can then take that nft and it's a financial nft that's yield based and you can borrow against that as well and i think that that's where i actually want to come in um, and offer lending against uh financial based nfts because i think that's going to be a big thing in the next sort of in, in the next bull market 100 um, percent, it is there's already right. growth and in that sector for sure yeah when we yeah. had that that huge PFP art, you know, NFT bull run. Like, yeah. there's still so many people, I mean, who are not in crypto at all. But they don't, you know, they just see, oh, this bored ape is, is worth a million dollars, but it's just a, <laughs> yeah. just a JPEG, right? But like, yeah. these, like, sort of yield-based NFTs are huge for helping people understand mm, so, mm-hmm. that there's so much more to NFTs and right-clicking and saving. <laughs> yeah, great great art is one thing, but the actual utility behind what an NFT can provide on the blockchain is absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just, happy there's just proper look at growth these, in it. Look at these Walrus Radio NFTs. You know, VIP NFTs. They're ugly as hell. I, 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 I expect a thousand <laughs> AVAX floor price, um, and I'll be damned if we accept anything less. Uh, we'll find <laughs> we'll, we'll find your wallet address, but yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a good play because I do think that these NFTs. I mean, even we're going to talk about it later, but Yield Nodes is moving into NFTs. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, fuck. I heard every, about that. Fuck everybody, pretty much <laughs> on that end. Um, they're yeah. they're going to NFTs, and and I think that it's really cool. Not that they're doing that because they did it in a very what I would call uh, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. yeah, that's a big yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. a big fuck them. But um, in, in general, the NFTs are starting to move in the right direction for their actual utility, not completely solely based on art, but rather an yeah, actual product yeah. that's backing them, that's that's backing this token that is essentially a piece on the blockchain that says, hey, I have ownership of this. And so like with Walrus Anglers yeah. Club, there's ASIC miners, you own a piece of this, right? And I think that yeah, that's yeah. the direction we're going to. Real yields. Um, and these NFTs are going to expand into something beautiful. I promise you, NFTs aren't going anywhere. Just the NFTs that you're memeing about yeah. probably will. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, N- NFT lending will be a big thing, I think. And, you know, we're, we're going to do, obviously, I said we're going to do like a peer-to-peer version so that you can technically do any NFT. Uh, but I think there's also a, a case for um, something I want to build as well, which is, uh, you know, NFT liquidity, and oh. uh, this cool platform on uh, on a theme called PseudoSwap, and that's is essentially uh, liquidity against NFTs. Um, what? Yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. It's uh, called uh, what? PseudoSwap? Uh, S-U-D- pseudo like pseudo like in Linux or pseudo like fake? Yeah, yeah. Pseudo in in, in Linux. Yeah, S-U-D-O. Pseudo swap. It's pretty cool. I bet you're uh, LB. I bet you're like, whoa, this guy knows his shit. He's talking about Linux pseudo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'll tell you, I I wrote down the wrong pseudo. 
Yeah, look at you, see? <laughs> this guy, this guy will be clearly not a dev, right? Am I right, guy? Come on, <laughs> me, me and you. Uh, this is really yeah. cool. I had no idea this is an actual fucking thing. That's actually so cool. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat new, um, but it's pretty cool. And I think you know this. It technically allows, um, you know, NFTs to have their own sort of uh, prices based on the liquidity because you know it's essentially like a Uniswap pool you know pancake pool mm-hmm. um, and uh, then therefore you can also have uh, borrowing against them uh, and then have the liquidity to liquidate if, if needed um, so I think it's that's a that's something as well we're going to do um, to, to to make the lending a little bit more efficient than just like peer-to-peer whereas the peer-to-peer is more flexible I guess but it's it's less efficient uh, whereas this is is a little bit less flexible but it's more efficient so yeah I think it's going to be a big deal um, we can sort of pivot because we're kind of already pivoting towards our DeFi news and mm-hmm. the different topics section uh, I think it's going to be a long show. I think we're over an hour already, and we're just busting into the stuff. So This is uh, what we do. I'm the world's slowest <laughs> bus driver. I'm driving uh-huh. this bus like yeah, I'm checking man, out foliage as I go. 15 miles an hour. All right, so <laughs> let's go around the room and talk about our thoughts on the seasonality of DeFi, and whether you think it's good, bad, or you're indifferent on it. So it's sort of that, like, what do you think is the why of of these sort of seasons where you have like oh your node season your dow season your rebasing season your tomb fork seniorage season i actually have a, a good a good point to this uh, i think it's a really cool thing so i'm glad whoever recommended it i can't pronounce that name lieutenant lieutenant Miu. okay um, Discord. So yeah, he's talking about like all of the seasons that we all know in DeFi and love is the tomb season, the DAO season, the auto rebases, uh, the nodes and all of that. And so my thing is, is that he, he talks about being a malignant byproduct of greed, or is it actually us trying to develop new financial solutions for users? Um, and I think it's a bit of both depending on whose product you're in. And that's why you always invest in teams and not pro- not protocols or what they are. But also, and LB can probably attest to this, there's not a lot of developers that can just go out and start shitting out custom solutions in blockchain. Um, not without mm. uh, a huge budget and a lot of auditing because there's so much um, malicious exploits that happen in this space. And so to do that as a solo dev probably for LB, that's terrifying. Um, and so you find a base foundation that you really like and you innovate on top of it, similar to how we use the tomb fork model. And now we're innovating on top of it. And that comes out with new iterations like LP nodes yeah. got iterated into new products because people saw that it worked. And I think that that is real innovation and the way this space moves so fast. Um, you can look back now and look how simplistic, um, you know, farming used to be in DeFi and now mm. look at it. There's so many fucking layers yeah. to it. And so that is an innovation that is financial products, um, that we are giving to the user. Um, but also you have to understand that solidity is such a new, you know, um, 
mm-hmm. code base, and there's not a lot of people that know a ton about it. Thank God we're getting to that point, and we have geniuses in the field like LB. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it, it just goes to show you that you know almost anybody can can turn up a fork, um, but not everybody can run one. Um, well, there's you, a, you just copy and paste mm-hmm. it, right? Well, you don't just copy and paste it. I mean, there's there's a couple. You just copy and paste. You copy it. and paste it. Off, you copy and paste it, and then confused. you go into those folders, and then you copy and paste other things. It's a little well, bit more confused. Like, what's what's the hold up with Vinium? Like, it's just a copy and paste. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, there, yeah. there's there's leaps to make, and and that's the thing about DeFi is. It's very. If anybody could just sit down and start shitting out new financial tools for people to start using in DeFi, <laughs> you'll be you'll be extremely rich. Um, it's very difficult <laughs> to just come out and be like, I can offer something better than the current Tomb Fork model, uh, and it's completely new, right? It doesn't happen very often, uh, but you know, it even Tomb itself mm-hmm. was a, an iteration on was it Bomb or Charge? Which one was basis it? Basis or um, it yeah, was ba- Basis Cash. Yeah, Basis um, Cash. That's it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, iterations happen in every industry, and it's just happening faster here. So we get seasons yeah. because they get shit out left and right. Uh, but maybe LB can talk a little bit <laughs> about it as well. No, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's, it is the, the DeFi market is essentially one of the most free markets in the world. You know, we come back to the regulation part. There's basically, there's essentially no regulation, really. Um, it's all gray area, so and you, you know anyone can deploy code on on the chain. So it's essentially true free market, uh, which in other t- in other words allows uh, extreme rapid innovation, uh, and that's what I really like about the free market is that you know you'll have a lot of copy copy projects and whatnot, but the market will eventually weed them out if if the if they don't innovate and they don't progress. They become irrelevant, and then the ones that are uh, that do innovate, they do continually to to uh, serve the market. They come out on top. So I think you know the the, the market is a good um, r- regulator in that regard, where you know it will uh, it will always want uh, innovative products, and people will deliver that because they know that the market wants that. Mm-hmm. So you know it takes time. For uh, new innovations to come up, uh, to come over, and it, it's more you know small, smaller uh, steps. You know, you know we'll 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 change this little feature. Yeah, we we'll can copy. And, we can reacts, we can copy know. and paste all day, but LB can tell you. I mean, we're running eighteen hours a day. Uh, you know, with with little <laughs> you know with little credit, and um, that's yeah. because we're sitting here trying to do new things and innovate on the current features that we have because we found a model that we liked. And now we're innovating on top of it. Or most mm-hmm. DeFi protocols realistically are bootstraps or some type of um, you know a, a way to mm-hmm. get liquidity um, from the market. Yeah. Is offering something to the user, and in return we get liquidity. And that's really all it is. And and you can dial it wh- whichever way you want. But rebases that's mm-hmm. ended up being what they did, and they they did a great job at extracting liquidity from your wallets and putting it in their accounts. <laughs> and um, you know. <laughs> Uh, they were a little bit more vicious about it, but every single protocol that I know of existed. It's like a startup company, and and there's a thousand yeah. startup companies that look exactly like other startup companies in the real world. So of course, there's always greed involved. But at the end of the day, you know there are people that are really trying to make the space better and innovate on top of the current models that we have. Right. Yeah, I think exactly. if you if you take all of the innovation out of the picture, uh, subtracting the the very first innovation of that 
very first iteration of that thing. So let's say, let's take our Dow season. You know, we have our first, we have Olympus, right? And it works really well. And they don't innovate after that, right? They just run the Olympus model. Um, and it works, right? Everybody's like, hey, everyone's making James a killing Miller. on here. You know, 3% a day. It's nuts. You got to get in here. So they they copy and paste it, right? But no new innovation on top of that. So eventually people figure out how to get the liquidity that Austin was talking about into their wallets, right? They figure out how to beat that game, right? But it's it's not a game, right? It's just a financial tool. Um, but they figure out how to best play that game, right? And so then a new iteration comes along, like your auto rebaser or your nodes, and it works. And then people figure out the best way to play that game. Like even it comes it goes down to even to the P2E games, right? When those were coming out every day, new mint, new mint, and you didn't even have to play the game if you just bought those tokens. And people bought a ton of tokens to mint, like you could cash out without ever playing. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a lot of greed that drives some of that, but it's definitely these these innovating products that are are going to make it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean the the greed the the fact that you can make money is why it happens in in the first place. Mm -hmm. If, if yeah. uh, is why the innovation even happens because um, you know the the market it's, you know it's a capitalist market. The market uh, rewards the best products with money, uh, with the most money, you know, and, you know, it's, you know, you have a, the crypto market, um, with, uh, you know, maybe a lot of copycats, but the, the biggest projects, the projects that make the most money by far are the projects that are the most innovative. So, you know, the market rewards, um, essentially innovation with, with the, uh, with, with capital. Yep. In other words, yep. so, people want to park their money and they want to make the most money they can. So they're going to put that where they have the best chance to in, do so. Incentives talk and everybody's trying to extract liquidity to some extent. Uh, that's, that's part of it. You know, that's part of DeFi. We don't have yeah. products to offer people like physical products. Um, we only have services to sell, and, and right now they're in their infancy, and, and oftentimes a lot of it can be uh, you know, attested to just not being a very liquid market as to why things fail. Um, but again, eventually, innovation will prevail, and, and, and the teams that are doing it will find a way, uh, I think, anyway. I have to believe mm -hmm. that, of course, being a protocol owner, I wouldn't be doing this if I thought there was – if there was like an end in two weeks, I wouldn't be doing it right. Like I, I plan to be here for a very long time. And um, it's just, you know, I, I guess I guess it's both that, that we are developing financial solutions and also what happens in the market is a byproduct of some greed on both developers, project owners, and communities in DeFi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dylan, you got anything to add? I think it's got a lot to do with what's hot right now and where can I get the most liquidity for my new project right now. Mm -hmm. If that's a tomb fork, you go to a tomb fork. If that's a dex, it's a it, you go to a dex. Um, I think there will always be hundreds of projects of the same variety, and like Austin mm -hmm. and LB both said, it find find the teams behind them. Um, if if the team's good, the product will. It'll win eventually. It may it may take a little bit longer. Uh, we're all living that right now, but you know it's gonna happen. We're gonna win. 
Yeah, man. We have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to work. God damn it. That's right. God believe. <laughs> God damn it. If I, if I went, if people don't even understand how much I love this shit because if I went back to work, I would be working less. Uh, yeah. The amount of work it I would do be, now. I'd be on Discord. Yeah. The amount of work I do beast. now is just astronomically <laughs> high, but it's very rewarding to me in, in, in all avenues. Yeah. And so that's why I do it. Um, you know, doing a desk job and working for someone else. Uh, and and doing it till I'm 65 and have no kneecaps until surgery, and then retiring with my social security <laughs> check. Like that ain't for me, man. I saw I saw death in people's eyes before they were 60. Uh, in my in my yeah. own industry, I saw it, man, and I won't mm-hmm. die like that, man. We have too little of years, and there's too much potential in this space. And um, you know, it's a big risk, but that's part of being in DeFi. And I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I go back to work, I'm just going to be on Discord the whole fucking time, which is what I did the last, like, (laughs) month and a half I was working. Yeah, man. Morale. (laughs) The morale is going to be low. Um, Do we want to move, Austin, do you want to give an update Uh, as our ongoing show sponsor? uh, You can talk about the Anglers Club. Sure, I would love to. Um, Uh, Walrus Anglers Club is doing really good. It's got 827 mints. Uh, from a 2500 phase one mint out uh, we're working on a giveaway and a reveal date uh, once we hit a certain metric which we'll release soon i just had a james pelton ama uh, that i think went really well uh, i don't know it if did. any of you guys tuned into it but you know um he threw i some... tuned into it to shell the podcast yeah i know you did i saw you pop it up and uh, success you put uh, me on the screen yeah I, I knew i knew that i was going to reach a bigger audience and um I just did what I do best and, and just talk. And um, I think James is really good at asking me anything. And so we did, them t- you know, us doing yeah. it together, we came together and made a, a, a good 50 minute segment. Um, but it resulted in some decent mints. I would love to see more mints. I don't know what more I could tell people other than like mint the damn things already. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of risk involved in it. And, uh, you know, we had some trials and tribulations with the, uh, securing these miners and anybody that's in the ASIC mining scene just knows how disgusting the field is of trying to acquire these miners. Uh, you know, we kind of we, we kind of got cold feet with our current provider that was going to give us the KA3s for a good price. There were some insolvency issues over in Hong Kong with similar companies. Um, so we were we retracted our 60K deposit um, and we're looking for new KA3 miners, but we're still very confident we can get them maybe at an upsell on price. Uh, but regardless, a much safer uh, investment so that we can secure these miners and start minting um, and allowing people to start gaining off of these. So I think it's a good product. I love mining NFTs, and I still have a lot of marketing left. Hydra Wells has offered for me to come up on some Twitter spaces, and obviously that's one of the the greatest communities to ever talk to about this situation. Um, So I'm excited to do that, but uh, all things considered, we're still alive and kicking, and there's not a day in DeFi where there isn't some pivot made. Uh, maybe for LB, I don't know, but to me it feels like yeah. every day is a new challenge, and uh, for 10 oh, months yeah. it's it's been true, and I don't think it's going to change. I think, what, you added a benefit to people who mint in Phase 1, right? Yes, I did add a benefit to anybody that mints in Phase 1 will always be able to OTC for the Phase 1 price, which is $100, comparatively to $125, $150, and $200. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, but I saw a lot of people requesting that, and it does make sense. Uh, it is another benefit, and I think minting out phase one will probably be the hardest. Um, and then once people actually see, mm-hmm. oh shit, like these actually are real, and and they're going to be pushing, uh, then yep. then maybe we'll get some more activity and more risk 
capital investing into Walrus Anglers Club. So it's just a waiting game, and I'm okay with waiting. I knew it was going to be a slower mint, and I'm not going to rush the process. I'm going to continue to do marketing um, and, and push Walrus Anglers Club because I know that it's a good product. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's pivot again into the DeFi news section. We have uh, a bunch to cover this week. Obviously, we talked a little bit earlier about this is is the big yield nodes news uh yield nodes makes a hard pivot uh, in a different direction so tuesday uh yield nodes investors that's a freaking mouthful i swear <laughs> yield nodes uh <laughs> i'm gonna say yn going forward uh yn investors were greeted to, with the surprise email outlining a hard pivot away from the current structure due to current crypto uh, this is some of some snippet of the email uh, due to the current crypto winter and the general problematic economic situation, war in Ukraine, high inflation, high energy prices, weakness of the euro, etc., we are forced to hedge our virtual assets with real and sustainable assets and to provide and manage them in a decentralized way. Therefore, with immediate effect, we will restructure YN into YN Pro to ensure hedging by real assets and to ensure that our shared values are preserved in the long term and a couple key takeaways uh from that email are you're going to convert new deposits and existing deposits into nfts which give a subscriber the right to shares of those assets uh, they will continue to earn i think they said five percent a quarter which previously they were earning five percent a month uh, but they're switching to five percent a quarter uh, value stored in NFTs will not be tradable until at least quarter two, 2023. And in a second stage, based on Yield Nodes Pro, Q4 2023, so basically a year from now, we will finally provide the portal that will allow partners to convert the NFTs into equity investments and receive the returns from those assets. So... If you're in yield nodes, uh, you're going to be in it for the long haul here. Yeah, James Pelton, of course, I talked to him right before the Ask Me Anything started. Fuck. And he had no idea that this was going to happen, by the way. And, um, you know, I said I had to imagine that this was not the PR department that released this. And the PR department woke up to it and was like, just just fucking sweat, man. Like, oh, no. You know, like, uh, it was just a, it was a debacle. And th I think that... Obviously, the investor has the right to be frustrated at this because their capital went from a sunk cost or went from a non-sunk cost to a completely sunk cost, right? Right. It was a six-month lock. Yeah. And, which, and so from, from when you start. That, to me, is like changing the rules and not allowing investors. Because what happened is, I'm assuming they were about to go insolvent, um, in my opinion. That's probably yeah, what was about they, to happen. Or so maybe they, they said it. They had set up a bunch of like validator nodes and things like that or master nodes um, in one of the tokens that was like pretty much carrying the weight of all the other assets or investments they had was the SAP uh, and, and SAP took an absolute dive. So couldn't support it anymore basically i know all about insolvent contracts trust me i've lived it if the yield if the yield node if the yield nodes team wants to talk to me about how to make it right for the investors reach out uh i'll tell you how to go broke in your treasury very soon <laughs> and uh also make people like you which means nothing in the reality of of how things work but it makes you feel good when you go to sleep at night and so uh, yeah. that's it 
Well, it does honestly. It does know. I do know that. That's good. Uh, you know, giving out over five hundred k. You'll sleep a lot better without death threats in your Discord inbox. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking tell you that. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I still haven't had a death threat. I still haven't popped my death threat cherry. Um, you know, and that's pretty cool. So. <laughs> I must be doing the right things to some extent, but for real though, yield nodes that was a that was a huge mistake in my opinion, and it's it's probably not you know they probably know it's a huge mistake, but they didn't have an option, and so that's probably what people don't care about. Mm. But I highly doubt they had an option to do any other direction and still be solvent enough uh, to pay back the amount of people yeah, in yeah, these yeah. yield nodes. That's what my guess is. Yeah, we t- we they, tweeted they they wouldn't they did. do it otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sent out another email saying they're going to make a video and please stop with death threats. Oh uh, shit, they're getting like and, actual like. Yeah, yeah, they they're they have a phone number published with like customer service workers and shit. So their phones were blowing up with with people saying, you know, all kinds of stuff. Huh. Um, but they did also release a an interview with a YouTuber today, which I tweeted out at WLRS Radio on Twitter. Link to it. Watch it follow walrus radio on twitter um i haven't finished watching it yet so i don't know all the details is it with but basically CEO steve is it this crypto yields uk yeah yeah so james pelton just made an update video on his end because of course he was getting death threats as well uh which is just an insane like let me just speak about how that. is he supposed People to yeah, do it that is you know? that is fucking <laughs> insane. straight to the guillotine your box told me when i was doing my ama <laughs> he said dude it really affected me like on an emotional level and i said the good news is anyone publicly trying to state that they're going to like assassinate you or harm you, likely, they're committing a crime. Like likely they're not going to because you got to take off work. There's premeditation involved. You know what I mean? Like these people don't work. These people. <laughs> <laughs> these are not people. These are not workers. <laughs> these are not working class <laughs> Americans. These, um, these are people that have nothing else going on. But they have to. They, they have to plan their. Go down they have to plan their travel. And at the end of the day, they're probably like way too exhausted or lazy because that's why they're bitching in a in a you know when they lost money they're blaming someone else (laughs) so likely they don't have the mental fortitude to even go through with it but it is still exhausting but if you do that go get help because that is fucking insane um but obviously it's not james felton's fault uh, for talking about yield nodes which provided profits for people for how long now like six months and the minute it goes uh upside down everybody's Uh, like they've been up for three years oh no my god most people probably are they've been running yeah, I didn't. Oiled fucking Most bags. people. My my invest my initial investment unlocks like November first. Well, now it doesn't. I know. <laughs> I got another. God damn it, Austin. <laughs> so like, that's me. That's my life. Like this, like six six months I can handle. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. I I mean, like, it seems like a good idea, like what they want to do, like it's in theory like a good thing. But the execution thereof is the bad thing. I well, it's not like anybody enabled. can dump. It's not like anybody can dump their tokens and make it go lower because it's all locked. So you're good on that end. Like it can only yeah. it can only perform or not perform. Um, and I think they will find a way to make it perform. I don't know, like legality wise. I think that this is a sketchy move for them because they're going into real world assets, and anytime crypto gets involved with that area. Um, to mm. me, it's like mm-hmm. a, a red flag. Like, listen, buddy, the it's SEC. Fuzzy. Yeah, the, the SEC is looking. At, is <laughs> they're they're in Malta. Ass with a microscope type shit. I'll send a Polaroid of the middle finger to the SEC. Yeah, that's also probably true if they're in Malta. 
Damn, um, that's yeah. crazy. Can yield nuns, man. Free content for us, but it does suck <laughs> along the way. We are so sorry for those. Well, excuse me. I am so sorry for those who have lost, including my good friend Dave here, who's driving the bus. <laughs> it's not a loss. It's just an extended investment period. Yeah, went from short term to long term investor, baby. Yeah. You just got to change your attitude, right? Like just Total. Like, just like Walrus had to change its attitude. You got to change your attitude. Everything's having I'm, to go to a long. Like whenever your short term investments don't work out, just pretend they're long term investments. And then you planned it the whole time. <laughs> then you look like a savvy. You look like a savvy trader that's got it going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's like when Thornodes in, introduced like the fee structure and all that stuff, and the token went to total shit. People were like, "I'm diamond handing this." It's like you have to diamond hand it. You know, they pick your choice. Loki's invested in Walrus, and I thought that was so cool because I used to like, like watch his AMAs with like 800, 900 people. And, it's crazy. Uh, and he like came in. Job like, Egos is crazy. And he he sent me a message in in my main Discord, and he was like, "Listen, man, you're the way you handle your community is so awesome and." Um, I really like your approach, and I was like, "Thanks, dude. Um, my my Odin nodes haven't ROI'd yet. What's going on?" No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. Didn't say that. No, um, he is a really good guy, though. To the um, and he's talked to me a lot in private in DMs, DMs and stuff. And and so it's really cool that uh, like I'm meeting all these people that I used to just like watch. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Not mm-hmm. starstruck or anything, but it is cool to meet and and know that I'm doing the right things in this space. Uh, I even know this guy named LB. Um, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I heard you might have heard of him. Knew him. You might have heard of him. Got great some, finance, right? Yeah, he's got great some fruit protocol. <laughs> he's got. Some, it's. I think it's. Fruit. I think yeah. it's lime finance. It's. Lime. It's some kind of. It's <laughs> some kind of citrus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that soured really quickly. Lime finance did. Jesus. Anybody? <laughs> my kids yeah. would. Love, my kids would love that joke. <laughs> my, love kids, my kids would fucking love that joke. <laughs> All right. Speaking, what could have helped? This check out this pivot. Uh-oh. Like, all right, you ready? This is get sweet. This okay. is the best Let transition you're gonna get ever. All right. <laughs> Speaking, like of yield nodes, PR troubles, and announcement troubles. What may have helped them is some sort of governance voting system, <laughs> like the DAO. Uh, <laughs> Kane Warwick from Synthetics thinks DeFi governance has gotten worse over the years and not better. Uh, Kane highlighted several recent and key issues with governance. Uh, one DAO reneged on its own community's vote to use some of the project's treasury to make victims of a hack whole. Uh, disconnect between votes on the snapshot and the project's execution of the vote is enforced. Snapshot X, which is like a version two of snapshot voting, is is looking into fixing that so sort of probably some sort of pre pre-built contract execution that will just go then when the vote goes through what do you guys think about dow voting uh lb do you know anything about snapshot x i haven't heard of it no i haven't seen it i'm bringing the juiciest yeah man two protocol owners (laughs) have never heard about it um i love i love the I'm a huge community guy, and I like to try and listen to my community. Um, but at the end of the day, in DeFi right now, especially in the DGEN sectors like we are in, there needs to be some level of centralization so that there's real focus and leadership involved. And I think without mm-hmm. that, um, 
especially in DGN yield protocols, uh, you, you can't pivot and make the right decisions for the investor uh, because people are always going to pick themselves over the protocol. And at the end of the day, our, our goal is to make the protocol survive, right? So uh, in that sense, Dow voting, uh, being autonomous in that sense, is just not going to happen. Uh, but for, for, for long-term, I think it's a good thing to strive for. Like, okay, we've, mm-hmm. we've developed our final product. Like we're in alpha right now, but like we developed our final product and it's ready to go. Uh, we're hands off and we're going to allow the community because nothing you can do can truly destroy the protocol, uh, but can only add to it uh, or remove features. And, and I think at that point, um, you know, like Ave is probably pretty close to there. I know they have Dow voting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but like the foundation's already laid, right? Like there's nothing they can just like, somebody's not just going to start voting like Ave is so secured and there's so many different holders, right? That's another thing is there's so many different holders of Ave. Uh, it's very hard to have a, it's going to be damn near impossible unless a billionaire like Jeff Bezos comes in and buys half the supply of Ave to vote, right? Um, it's, it's just not going to happen. So in situations like that on mature DeFi protocols, um, any kind of DAO voting I think is essential and it looks really good and it, it, it's a good working product. But right now in the DeFi sector that we're in, it's just not a viable solution wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I think I think my take on this is if you weren't going to be able to want to do the thing, don't put it up for a vote. Yeah. You know, that solves that. That solves that whole stigma of it. Um, as far as like disconnect between like the uh oh we lost dave dave awesome were you recording yeah i'm still recording we're all good um yeah dave we'll wait for him computer probably just crashed oh that's all right i mean we can still go because uh lb what are your thoughts on on dows what's your what's your thoughts on voting and and the way that dows currently work and do you Mm -hmm. think that DeFi governance can work in any conditions Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, I think um, it's it's definitely not a perfect system by far. You know, you can see with the with this one, the mango one, but you've seen it multiple times before. I mean, you know, with Wonderland and uh, I think Ray. Um, you know, it's just it it can you can get to the point where you have um, <laughs> like this one especially. It's like the guy hacks the mango hack one. Then- <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Let's go over it real quick. <laughs> Is that there's a protocol called Mango and a hacker just another re- fruit? Yeah, just there we go. You need to get away from great. Um, hacker exploits Mango for over a hundred million dollars, and then hacker turns around and offers uh, to return most of the fun if the DAO promises not to pursue criminal investigations. So of course they put it up to a vote. And if you could imagine, the hacker used his 32 million votes from the 100 million tokens he stole to vote. <laughs> Absolute yes. Chad. Which is That's so... What a it's, move. It's so fucking funny that if you think about like the balls <laughs> on this guy to say, hey guys, uh, I was just doing a bug testing and it went a little too far. Can you not press criminal charges <laughs> against me, right? I think that's fucking well, He wasn't bug testing. He's trying to get a get out of jail free card. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's pretty it's, wild. Yeah. Only in DeFi, yeah. I think that's pretty that's pretty classic. It's classic. fucking beautiful. I mean it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean the dude stole so much money and was like, Yeah, I'll give it back if y'all uh don't prosecute. And then create to vote and votes for it and says, all right, case solved. Community community knows what we want. Yeah. So Right. So like I wonder what the true legality 
of that get out of jail free card is. It depends like, on this country yeah. of origin. Is it going to hold up in court? I guess that's how a lot of how good your lawyer is. That's how a lot what? of countries do their voting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <sure. laughs> how Russia so, does it, right? Yeah. Like I think I think I, Dow's I it, Dow's working a vacuum, right? Like if there's human mm-hmm. involvement, there's error to take place, there's greed to take place, there's maliciousness to take place. It's human nature. Uh, there will always be bad eggs that rise to the top for no reason, and I think that in a vacuum, it looks great. I wish I wish we could have these autonomous DAOs functioning, and then developers saying, "Okay, they want this. I'll go ahead and implement it." Uh, but it's it, it's a perfect world scenario, and I don't think we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think. Um, I was, yeah, sorry. point I was. Yeah, no. The the point I was getting at, sort of before my computer decided to shit out on me. Was, was just that right if you have that disconnect that little speed bump between the vote completing and the protocol doing it if the protocol's good they're gonna do it um but it also stops like this right you're not gonna have some asshole you know come in <laughs> and and you do a mass vote override on something that only benefits them um you know then the the protocol can be like nope not doing it. Yeah. Just a word word to the wise. Anybody that wants to do a community vote for their protocol, whatever you do, if it's an option you're not comfortable with, don't put it up to vote. Don't yep. don't put an option on your vote that you are not comfortable with implementing it. I promise that's the one that's gonna get that's gonna be the one that <laughs> but wins what you need to understand every fucking time. What you guys need to understand about DAO voting that you're not um, talking about is that anybody can in in these DAO autonomous functions that are yeah, trying to yeah. exist, anybody can set up a vote. In fact, the hacker right. set up that vote likely. So it's not about what the protocol introduces. Imagine. It's about yep. what the community introduces. It's not up to the protocol. The protocol can, of course, have the most popular vote and likely you vote on the ones that the protocol implements, but anybody can get 50% of, you know, of, of known voters and be like, Hey, look, we're going to start doing this. And, and then they're going to say, look, we want to take over the protocol, 50% of votes. Sorry, buddy, you're out. And then what the devs are supposed to take it over. And these guys that are taking it over are just ruggers with big bags and want to rug more. Um, it's just a, it's just not a, a real world scenario that, that will ever exist. Katamari Dynasty or whatever that game is of rugs. Ooh, I used to love that game. Katamari you roll Dynasty. The ball. Yeah, you roll a ball around and it gets bigger and the bigger. The Katamari. It's stuck you to roll it. it over, you roll you just, it over uh, trash and shit, and then you start picking up cars and people, and eventually it's planets. <laughs> yep. Fucking love that protocols, game. Right? right? You scoop up yeah. that one, and you use that money to scoop up another one. And speaking <laughs> of scooping up, Dave, can we yeah. talk about <laughs> scooping up some mana and sand? You sure can. Uh, yeah. Can you so say the just title? Force a transition. Say the say the title of your transition. The ghost towns of mana and sand metaverses. I fucking hate metaverse shit, man. It's it's one of those um, things. It's one of those a buzzword. Things, yeah, it's a buzzword so, yeah, to me. Yeah. Here's the news, guys. Uh, this is not counting just people playing the games in there, but these are this is counting people who used tokens in any. Anyway, um, according to data from DAP Radar, the Ethereum-based virtual world Decentraland had 38 active users in 24 hours. <laughs> oh well, my competitive god! Sandbox boasted 522. So it's that's a, it's a close race. It's not Sandbox ain't bad, but Decentraland, I I picked wrong. <laughs> I had mana at one point. 
when it was I, I remember people getting so bullish even when the bear market first started they were like you got to get in on these metaverse plays man yeah and yeah. i was Somebody like even asked us about the anglers like can we can we put the anglers in the metaverse and i Why? said and i said look to me on the outside <laughs> looking in metaverse just looks like a shitty version of roblox or minecraft <laughs> uh, right as it exists right now and then facebook of course made their own iteration and made it look like a worse a worse iteration of roblox yeah and it's it's just like listen it may get there eventually and it's good that these products exist so that we can innovate Mm -hmm. on top of them for the DeFi experience but as it is right now if you're investing in these current ones to me metaverse products good luck to you man Uh, as we can see uh, what about doge solar (laughs) doge solar what is come again is that a metaverse product oh man yeah, it's a 2D metaverse product. We talked about it in the Doge Chain show, episode one. How's that doing right now? I'm sure it's shit. Yeah. It's- <laughs> How's anything doing right now? How's yeah. anything on Doge Chain? Uh, yeah, it's an NFT nice. metaverse project. Oh, I don't know. I, I pivoted too hard. But you too hard to pivot. But I mean, but, but bottom line is, is that metaverse will expand and get better. And I'm sure that people will mm-hmm. use it. And I love, I love cyberpunk themes and I love mm. uh, the vision of us eventually becoming just so efficient as a human race uh, that everything, there's no space in the world and everybody has to look for an outlet via digital. Right. And I think that that's such a cool concept. And I know that I'm kind of like nerdy for probably thinking like cyberpunkish. But I do enjoy that aesthetic, and I love that approach of thinking like the world's ran out of space, and you as a user to escape any kind of, of that space is that you have to go into the metaverse, metaverse. right? And, and you have to that exchange. Scares me. Um, that scares me deeply. I, I'm ready yeah. for it, man. <laughs> That's concerning. I'm ready. It's concerning that you're so open to that. Give you know? me, give like, me, oh, my, give me my full, run away. Give me my full fucking bodysuit <laughs> and let me feel some wild shit, man. I want to sit in my chair and feel a roller coaster, man. Let me live my life. Metaverse. Digitally. <laughs> Let's go. Digitally. And me, me and 522 active users on the sandbox, we're not doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, we're not doing it alone. I, I, we need more investors in the ghost town. <laughs> the five twenty one minus <laughs> minus Boston. Yeah, and most uh, of that's probably the developers. Oh my god! <laughs> like, but like the people who made those sandbox games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, where is everybody? They're like, man, <laughs> it's a good well, marketing strategy, right? On them. Is the like thing. What is it? If, you, if nobody's if nobody's buying tokens like on the sandbox and like you're like well guys let's just put tokens in our own game right but then when people come and look up you know what's the most played game on the sandbox it's theirs but it's all the developers like quarters (laughs) (laughs) yeah they'd be putting i'm surprised they haven't got like random bots um just you know pumping the numbers up that'd be that volume um all right so solana which is always plagued with outages is looking mm. to fix those outages permanently they're making the uh what they have dubbed the fire dancer client which will allow solana to handle more transactions more efficiently within the next two years two years guys that's all it's going to take uh, it's being developed by a separate software development team reducing the probability of them having the same bugs 
Juan, a co-founder, says the network's current issues are largely due to human error. Uh, so is this a too little too late for Solana outages or new devs, new bugs? <laughs> Can it be both? Yeah. It's definitely yeah. both. I fucking hate Solana. Yeah. Fuck Solana, man. Yeah. What the fuck? Who uses fuck that them. shit? Who uses that uh, shit, man? I'll tell you who used it. It was uh, Mango. And how'd that go for him? <laughs> True, yeah. Fuck, hey, but do you remember Soul End as well? They, um, that was another, like, governance fail. They had, like, uh... Sol and um, some some whale had I don't know how how many hundreds of millions of dollars in, in Solana that was going to be liquidated, uh, and then they had to cut him off basically. It's, that doesn't <laughs> essentially crash the whole chain. Jesus They're Christ! Like, All right, man, oh you got, you're going to need to like pay back your loan. You know, like we're going to halt. We're going to even we're either going to halt your loan. Or we're going to like essentially become a centralized lender, or you're going to have to start paying back your loan because we can't let you be liquidated. In other words. That's kind yeah, of what happened with FTM oh, as well. Is like people right? had to help Rouge out because he was about to get. Liquidated. Yeah, they had to give him extra loans. Yep. Because if he got liquidated, like all the Phantom was going to become a ghost. <laughs> Another ghost town. <laughs> Another ghost town. Yeah. It's the government bailing bailing out the big banks. That's right. That's pretty right. much what sickening. We're big... Sickening. There's yeah. a reason the free market <laughs> works, and that's completely against it. The debt is too big to fail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a scary fucking statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, no, I think I think two years is too long to fix Solana. Um considering yeah, the fact it's... that it's just been well, CEO of Phantom says not even twenty or thirty is gonna survive. Right? Guess what we just gotta make uh, it AVAX. Guess what will AVAX, AVAX is AVAX, up there. AVAX a hundred percent will continue when subnets yeah, actually yeah. launch. I just saw an overview on Twitter of people talking about like the effects of subnets <clears> and <throat> gas usage, and a hundred percent of the transactions are burned. And it's just, I love AVAX, man. LB, tell them, tell these people. They're doing good, yeah. Tell them. AVAX is, you know, they have a good uh, scaling solution. I mean, yes. this is the thing with Solana. You know, they have they're sacrificing stability. And, and, and decentralization for scalability, but they're doing it all on the base layer. So, you know, they're trying to push, you know, 100,000 transactions per second. And, you know, what, what do you need for that? Well, I need a bloody quantum computer to damn run the damn node on that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, you know, whereas uh, AVAX has done, a, has done the, the modular uh, scaling solution where they, they're basically saying, all right, well, you can use the base chain but if you really want to scale and you have a specific use case, you can just make a subnet, and then that that's that's basically infinite scaling. Uh, you know, using uh, by segregating, um, you know, the transactions instead of having everything on the on the base layer like Solana has. Because eventually, you know, if you if you really want to have all the world's transactions on on chain, Solana's like. You're gonna have what are you gonna put it? You're gonna have like twenty billion transactions per second. I mean, that's kind of what you you need to get to. Yeah. You know, and how are they gonna run that? Like, that's just that that scaling solution is not viable. Yeah, I mean, to segregate and like real work world cases is that like look what happened when Crab uh, Crab Game moved over to a subnet. Look at the efficiency yeah. that AVAX 
performed at and some of the worst market conditions of dumps that no other chain could really handle to that extent. Well, I'm sh- okay. I'm sure there's other chains that could have handled it, but AVAX did really well, performed well, and it mm. showed that there's a real case for their subnets and the technology that they are developing. And I really do think subnets are going to be um, so cool, mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be a lot of use cases for them. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good um, it's definitely a good method of uh, of scaling, and I think um, you have uh, it's flexible as well. Like they have um, I forgot the name of of the fund that's coming over to to AVAX, and you know essentially that means you know you can have subnets that are uh, you know uh, rule based, they're permissioned, uh, you know they they have certain um, functionality that 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 doesn't. Uh, affect the base layer, mm-hmm. but still uses the base layer, uh, you know, to sell, settle and whatnot. But you know, it, it allows um, you know a wide array of uh, uh, applications being built because it is so flexible. You know, you can like you know, you can make it a regulatory approved uh, subnet, which you can't really do. Like if you if you you know, like on Solana or something like that, it's it's all on the base layer. How do you make it sort of, if certain regulations require, you know, this and that, uh, you know, to, to process, you're going to have to build another layer so that you can abide by those regulations, whereas on the subnets, it's kind of just all built in. So it's very flexible. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a big use case. Yep, I agree. And, and you know, speaking <clears throat> of flexibility and, and moving your product to another chain, um, which is not what we are doing, but we're going to move over to the helium. Dave, let us know. Helium, which is a couple weeks ago, passed a vote to move to Solana. God help them. (laughs) Uh, They're upset (laughs) with Binance after a bunch of helium pairs got delisted. And of course they got delisted (laughs) because I mean, Binance for some reason is like super picky, but like, they got delisted because there's like almost no volume uh, compared to what they have. Um, so Binance will delist multiple trading pairs for Helium Network tokens, um, which was today, yesterday for people listening Thursday, uh, due to reports of poor revenue and misleading marketing. Uh, the Helium BUSD pair will not be affected. Um, but despite raising more than $250 million from investors, Helium only generated $92,000 from network data transfers in the past year. Nice. So, uh, what is that? Uh, it's not even half a percent. It's a good return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's your Helium miner, Austin? That's insane. Yeah, I mean, Helium, I really like their solution to the Internet of Things, and I think that it was a cool product, and I even have a Helium miner that's doing absolutely nothing here in my basement. And um, so <laughs> It's on the staircase, it's if I recall. The, it's on the staircase, and, and that's because I left it on for weeks at a time with no... But I also live in a rural area. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that, like, Helium, uh, who knows if they'll make it. Yeah, I like all the the innovative ideas between, behind like the proof of of X things. Like, so helium is proof of coverage, and then I know there's also like dash cams that do like like mapping, like um, like roadmaps and stuff. There's like a bunch of like little interesting like proof of this or proof of that um, protocols or, or projects that 
you can get a little miner for, and they're not like energy intensive like your original ether BTC miners or your your Doge miners. Yeah, the helium miners were such a there were it was a neat idea, you know. No, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. a really cool product. Yeah, so it's a shame Austin can't use his. Maybe if I got one, would would it help? Uh, would it help with what? Uh, my returns? No. <laughs> I would have to get. I would have to get an antenna pointed at Louisville or Lexington, uh, which is the two like prime locations in Kentucky, and they're they're the only two cities in Kentucky that have more than 150 people in them. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's pretty much. They wear shoes out there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, shoes? It's 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 too spooky for me. I don't go out Let's, that way. You know what I mean? I got holes when you're, in the shoe I got. When you're stuck in your house or whatever and you the only way you can get out is to go in the metaverse, you won't need shoes. That's so what I'm saying. Well, I'm so tired of having yeah. to feed my horse, connect him to the wagon, you know, do the necessary maintenance <laughs> to the wagon to take it all the way to town just to pick up some groceries. Uh, and then <laughs> so Can you imagine calling a tow truck to fix your axle on your buggy? <laughs> yeah, I, I could honestly. Uh, the Amish do it all the time, so Oh really? They, like the tow trucks are equipped with like no, that kind I, of stuff. I highly doubt that, but I do see Amish people with wagons still here in Kentucky. There, there's quite a bit of Amish where we are. Yeah. Oh really? It's actually yes, a thing. sir. Yeah, they make sandwiches and cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Good Amish shit. buffet. You so know, I always, go, always, always heard this. I always heard this, but I always heard that Amish men and women, whenever they have sex, they um, actually use a, they use a sheet. In between them with a hole. The, that's freaking Handmaid's Tale, man. Is it? Is it? <laughs> that's yeah. what I've always heard since I was little, and I was like, that's fucking weird. Well, maybe they do. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not Googling it. You can Google it. I'm not Googling <laughs> it, dude. I got a family, Dave. Don't, yeah. don't you, well, don't you put that on me. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I don't. Let's find out. On okay. people <laughs> sheet. Oh, no fucking way. Uh, well, you, Amish you, style, yeah, that's it's a thing on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> that doesn't make it real, though. That makes it pretty cool. We're gonna it have to ask. Real. We're gonna get an Amish person on the show in a couple weeks. <laughs> no, they're gonna be. I mean, they're out. super nice. They're nice people. They're not. Yeah, for sure they are. They're good people. Um. So we also have a series going, which is like sort of like an introduction to DeFi. Um, previously we talked about, I don't remember what we talked about. I'm not reading one. this out loud, but it's a fucking myth. So I'm okay. sad. I looked it now, up. Did, God did, myth, did, Mythbusters look at, did Mythbusters try this out? <laughs> no, but it was like Esquire. So like, I, I trust the source. Okay. I'm Scott, that fuck. TV show Handmaid's Tale, they have that sheet thing going on. Okay. That's on new. I heard this years ago. Uh, I've heard that show's pretty yeah, the, brutal. Yeah, well, so the show is years old. Yeah. No, I meant like, like when season... I was in my, in my teens and stuff. Oh. Uh, that, that show's not that old. All right. Well, I'm going to get back on topic. Uh, previously, we talked about something else. This time, we're going to talk about uh, diversifying your investments. Uh, so tell me, everyone, how thick or thin do you spread your diversity? <laughs> um. This wow, is, that is uh, that is by the a, way. that is a wild way to word that question, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. your portfolio is how I would not, have asked it. We're not we're not talking anything but crypto, and this is also not financial. Advice. I'm not diversified at all. Um, in fact, 
almost 90% of my bag right now is... Actually, no, it's 95. I did the calculation. 95% of my bag is on the AVAX chain, and the bulk of which is in Grape and Frozen Walrus. So, there's my diversity. I've got I've got roughly 30% in stable coins on Vector uh, farming outside of that. That's it. Not diverse. Do you feel... And don't recommend how do you, it. How do you feel about it? You don't like it? No, no. I wish I was... <clears throat> I wish I could invest more. Uh, I wish I could trade more actively. It's just I feel like if, you know, I take my attention off of Walrus for more than a couple hours, then all hell breaks loose. Or it just in my head, it's obviously just paranoia. Um, right. So I try to just stick to, you know, the Discord's... I'm in mainly, you know, Walrus, Grape, I, I scroll Grape every day, Magic, um, mm. a couple others on AVAX chain, but yeah, not diverse, wouldn't recommend it, please, please, spread the diversity. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when it comes to your crypto. Get it thick. Get it thick. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to put it all into a project you like at once either. You yeah, can man. sort of park a little bit and wait, because right. a lot of times what will yeah. happen is you'll put a bunch of money into something and you'll say it's a six month lock and then you know right before the six months unlocks you know <laughs> they they switch it up right so uh, you put, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry i got off topic there no <laughs> put a little bit in you can watch it and then see if you like it um but i think i think as far as like serious investments i'm under 10 um and then i have a like a couple little sprinkles uh, mm. here and there of things that just aren't doing anything uh, but again it's a lot of it's in AVAX right and you yeah. gotta think about that so if something happens to AVAX you know all that stuff goes down so not like something's gonna happen to AVAX but that's another area you need to think about mm. yeah I mean I wish I could be more diverse but because finances are tight for me personally um, with with my runway and, and not being compensated through frozen wars right now, uh, I have to secure any amount of stables that I have left and, and I'm not able to invest at this time, which I did diversify a ton. Um, and I talked to a lot of protocol owners. And so I get a little bit of alpha here and there and uh, I want to invest more because my risk tolerance, uh, I'll be honest, it's, it's non-existent. It's like um, I don't give a fuck. I'll throw money yeah. at, at <laughs> I'll throw money at anything. Um, and I don't even expect like this is the worst part is I don't even expect returns like nope. like sometimes I'll be talking to just looking for a good time so, sometimes I'll be talking to LB and like he'll say something I'm like I really gotta throw some and then I'll just fucking like chuck money in and like I don't expect anything back right like I'm not most of the time I'm in stake shit I'm just like holding it like I'm not trying to swing it or do anything crazy uh, but I'm a, di I'm a different breed and I don't recommend that you should definitely diversify your portfolio on multiple different chains and uh, look into different products mm. but I don't have the time to do that uh, but you all as DeFi investors, of course, do. So uh, I, I urge you to do that. You know what, though? That's a good way to do it. Just, th just throw stuff everywhere and maybe forget about it. <laughs> once you hit that accept button after the gas has been calculated and everything else, that money's gone. Always treat it as such. Yeah, people if, are, people are pussies, honestly. You are man. willing... Well, yeah. if you're if it's something you're willing to lose, stop investing right there. Don't yeah, hit dude. accept. Like like yeah. when I yeah. fucking throw Pay money out, I, I don't. I, you know, I'm not expecting fucking some grand gesture return. Like, nut up. <laughs> yeah, but dog. imagine if you forget about something for like six years. You know, just some oddball thing. Yeah. And six years later, you know, you find it under the couch cushion, 
in your your fourteenth wallet, you know, <laughs> and you're like a freaking millionaire, you know. Yeah. But if you had been tracking that and really paying attention to it, uh, you would have sold it way before then. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did that with Bitcoin. Yeah. Couch cushions method. Yep. A lot of people yeah, did do that. Write good, a book yeah. about it. <laughs> As a, no, that's that's you know I think that's a good way to. I think that's how you should do it. I mean, it's you know, you're making an investment, you make it for a reason, first of all, but you know you um, you don't expect a return from it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, at least in the short term, you know what I mean. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be looking at it all the time. You know, oh, it's dropped like five percent. I'm going to sell, and then you know maybe it'll drop twenty percent, then I can buy it back. Like. If you're playing that game, you better be playing that game all day, every day. Like, you can't just play that game, you know, as a hobby. You will lose money. Right. You have to, if you want to actually do that and be like a trader, then you have to actually do that. Yeah. Full time. Like, people don't understand that, like, DeFi investors, of course, are wildly younger than most seasoned veterans in trading. And and they don't seem to understand the difference between trading and investing and trying to do a mix of the both. Uh, and that's really why yeah, DeFi yeah. is so fucked up as a whole is because that's the mentality yeah. of, of all of this. And you, you sprinkle in violent impatience. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's even an understatement for yeah. what we see in most markets here. Yeah, it gets yeah. wild. <laughs> violent impatience is exactly right. That sounds like a t-shirt, yeah. dude. Get that on a t-shirt. It's a band. It's, a, it's an emo band from... 98. I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I made it up. Okay, I was going to say, but then... I, I, was, I was buying it. I was buying it. Should have went with it. <laughs> it's YouTube thumbnails, man. I opened up Twitter because we're going to... We're not going to do the pick for profit game. We've, just, we've gone too long. We'll do it next week. <laughs> uh, well, we got, I was down, and I'm sure you were too, so... Yeah, we'll just... We'll keep our picks. There we go. Until That's they're fair. winning, and then we'll play the game again. No, but <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I so opened the, up Twitter to Twitter. pick the winner, and like James Pelton has his like YouTube thumbnail up for the yield notes thing. Yeah. It's, these YouTube thumbnails these days, man. Dude, I started memeing him <laughs> when I first started my YouTube channel, which was fucking hilarious. Um, I really, got, like, I really face. wanted to get wild with it and start doing like planks on random objects and like have no involvement like on <laughs> on anything. Um, because that's really what these guys are doing. Um, I I don't know. There's just like some kind of meta for YouTube thumbnails that I'm not aware of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something with YouTube, it'll put it'll like yeah. the, the YouTube algorithm likes faces, these weird giant faces and <laughs> emotes, and it's for the yeah. violent, impatient. Yeah, on chain used to watchers. Dylan. Dylan noticed this. On chain used to increase his head size. Yeah, in his, in his it was like DK that mode. was so DK weird. DK mode and Goldeneye. Uh, it was so fucking. It's weird. so like uncanny valley, like. It's grotesque to me. I do, it just upsets grotesque. me. I don't know. I don't know why it upsets me so bad, but God, it upset me. Yeah, it's fucking like, weird, man. LB, when you were on with him, the, like the, it was just him with his ginormous fucking head next to like the symbol for great, and I was just uh, so mad about it. LB, you know what we should do? We should have him on for the podcast. We should have him yeah. on with me and you. you can't and you probably can't get a. And grill him. Can't get a hold of him, man. Yeah. Well, neither can the investors of that NFT. But the thing, <laughs> the thing is, is like we should fucking grill him for his like contracts and his intentions, like he did you. 
That would be fucking yeah. hilarious. Like, hey, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now that you've lived the life of a developer, we just wanted to talk to you about you kicking off your entire development team and scamming a bunch of people. How do you feel about it? <laughs> also, Will we found I out- be able to leverage my on-chain NFT on Vinium? Ooh, good cue, good cue. <laughs> well, I'll be able to, yeah. pretty soon it'll be, can, I, le- can I leverage back. this NFT for a, a grain of rice? Um, yeah. Quite honestly. <laughs> it's just like, fuck it's it. It's a $1,000 grain of rice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, and the thing is, they had like 33 people buy NFTs. That's 33 grand. What the fuck are you people doing, man? Like. 30 what? 33 grand. Well, he was selling them for a grand each. A grand each, yeah. LB? Wow. And the contract LB was LB fu- doesn't even do that. The the contract was fucked. The website looked like a third grader in paint went after it. And and the <laughs> NFTs look like the first 3D model someone produced from Unity Assets. It's just fucking crazy. <laughs> and then he was talking to, like here's the thing is like he was speaking exactly in marketing terms, exactly what he said was discussing behavior by other marketers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he was talking about his product's going to be good because Ethereum's price rise. And I talked about that in the previous podcast. His whole stick was oh well ethereum's gonna go up a bunch and so because we're accruing it like you're gonna see 100x and that's in 100x 100x fucking insane (laughs) and now he's made another youtube channel where he covers misogynist shit and it's just weird what yeah he just (laughs) uh, andrew tate and like yeah those kind of people like he has a youtube channel that he he was like well fuck on chain i'll just do my full name and talk to myself and apparently he lives with his girlfriend they're both like 30 something and he doesn't have a job obviously um you know easy 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 you're treading on some uh, familiar waters i have there, a job Austin. i provide value for people thank you <laughs> i was talking about me uh, <laughs> i'm not getting paid right now god damn it uh, that's true uh, yeah, but you're also not going out here and ripping through developers that are just trying to do their best in most cases yeah well, i'm trying to find out video. why lb won't release vinium so <laughs> uh, uh it's all right. coming we got to pick a, tw- a Twitter winner and I already picked it. I think I picked it too, but we got to we got to go through it. Uh, so we asked on Twitter at WLRS Radio on Twitter uh, to create a wild conspiracy theory um, about our podcast. And we had a couple high effort ones that I want to highlight. Uh, I am Phil Black says WLRS aka Radio is the name of Austin's late uncle who served in Nam. Had a radio <laughs> show that Masters Entertainment yeah. was actually giving up enemy coordinates in secret. Code words like <laughs> Snow and Fox were used to alert SEALs who then brought in the Walrus Freeze Cannon. Um, that's to me. That's my second place one. This this one. This Average Joe on crypto. One I picked. Yeah. The man behind Walrus Radio, Mister Lame Hillbilly, is actually a secret grandson of j edgar hoover man that you see on camera is actually an actor named charles richworth is that your <laughs> jesus <laughs> as seen from these recently uncovered documents and he photoshopped well I, i'm not gonna say photoshopped the ms painted he did something he did some photo editing he put <laughs> you into a yearbook with a bunch of kids uh it's funny I sent it to the group chat because everybody needs to see this. They <laughs> and he he photoshopped a birth certificate, which is probably a crime. Like, <laughs> it's certainly a crime. It has uh, to be a crime, yeah. Like, because I mean, this is somebody's actual birth certificate. <laughs> got the stamp. This is beautiful. 
Yeah, uh, average Joe crypto man. That average yeah. Joe on crypto. Yeah. Beautiful job. Definitely the winner this week. Uh, and LB, <laughs> I'll get with you, but we'll also give away uh, an NFT to the grape community. Hell yeah. Okay, sweet, yeah. Uh, and these NFTs are the Walrus Radio VIP NFTs. They basically nice. get you access to a, a private chat where you can ask for pictures of Austin's feet and he still won't send them to you. <laughs> I'm getting close though. You guys are really narrowing down my boundaries and, and really um, <laughs> getting me close to it. Um, Just about getting you comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm there right now. Like I would, I would go shirtless. I would do a lot of things, but some things you can't do for free. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you get that. You get the private chat. Uh, you get to ask questions uh to upcoming guests it's got a bunch of little barely utility things but there's more coming um so you're gonna win one of those um thank you everybody for listening and thank you lb for for hopping on tonight well uh, thanks for having me spending a few hours with us uh yeah. you can you can send show ideas and special guest ideas to wlrs radio info at gmail.com uh, and if you'd like to purchase ad space or sponsor a show, you can send inquiries to that same email address, wlrsradioinfo at gmail.com. With that, I think it's a wrap. We'll, uh, Did you tell we'll them about our next week's guest? Oh, uh, yeah. Next week we have, uh, let's see, look at this, keeping me. This is what yeah, I who's do. driving the bus here? All this right. is what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the bus on track. Get we have Owen. The lines. We have Owen from Magic Finance next week. Nice. Hell yeah. Talk all things magical. And and his <laughs> NFTs, his, his music NFTs. Yeah, he just got oh, yeah, new yeah. music NFTs. Those I'm into quite was, a few. classic. Yeah, man. Yeah. The white paper is definitely worth the yeah, read yeah, if you yeah. haven't done so. <laughs> it is, uh, oh, I haven't read it. Yeah. Oh, it's good. You need to go find it. Yeah, guys. Uh, right. Thank you. It sounds like we're getting a lot of uh, positive response and people... Uh, are reaching out saying they want it even longer and of course i can always go you know longer and longer uh, who I can... said longer <laughs> disco chuck in the chat today your wife disco chuck's our number one fan man that he's guy definitely is definitely awesome he, yeah he said that he in. said that he works for like nine to twelve hours and he was really hoping there was going to be a longer form factor and i was like they're mostly like two hours or more like that's pretty long <laughs> um, you know, without it being another job that I just don't have the time for. But I love doing this, man. I love being able to speak to people like LB in a casual setting, and I fucking love doing podcasts, dude. Yeah, this was good. We're just gonna have to have uh, LB on every week. Because <laughs> we went, clear, oh, come on, clear your Wednesdays. We went long. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. Good. Glad you enjoyed it, man. I this was a great episode. I loved it. Yeah, Dylan's getting to meet some of the people that I normally talk to every day, but he hasn't had the the pleasure of meeting um, via like you know actual chatting and stuff. So it's a good experience mm-hmm. for him too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's good fun to talk to you guys. It was nice. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for coming on, LB. Covered quite a few um, things. And and yeah. again, before people think that I'm saying fake stuff, can you say that you do like me and that um, yeah. we, we are we are actually? Eddie didn't even know who the fuck you were. Yeah. Is that the guy that stole my name? Yeah, that's what I heard. You know what I mean? Like people, I I, I gas you up all the time, and I know that you're a little bit more quiet than me, and so like I'm concerned that people are like, is he gassing this up? Their relationship? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? No, no, we talk all the time. We talk all the time. <laughs> all right. You hear that, guys? Yeah, we yeah, actually right. do talk all the time. <laughs> oh, you know what? I just I just lost that whole recording. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, it's, you're still 
from the top. The... No, <laughs> I was just making a joke. Now, speaking of quality, um, your all's camera has been frozen for about the last 45 minutes, and I didn't want to tell anybody. I, uh, no, I took my shirt off. So I'm cool with <laughs> it. Because, Dave, you're in a really cool position of just smiling, and then Dylan looks goofy <laughs> as fuck. So it's it's a perfect just for, frozen It's frame. just for the YouTube. Uh, so we've uploaded just audio to YouTube, and we still have 100% likes. So Nice. Nice. You can't beat that kind of uh, metric. Honestly, haters. imagine a two, a two hour, just audio video on YouTube and you get all thumbs up. That's why I love you guys. Yep. All right. We've gone on quite a tangent. Uh, we have, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. So good night, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow. Listeners, uh, for the macro show. Night guys. Have a good night. night, everybody. Thanks.